Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. Through the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Good evening. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernon's. We're going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Kamar, I think you have some new patrons, at least one. We got a new Patreon, Patreon, the hottest Patreon on town, the only Patreon to join. If you haven't joined the Patreon, join the Patreon now. Uh, this week, a big shout out to Jonathan Wright. J-Town, my what man. Up, Jonathan? And with a name like that, he can't be wrong. No, he's got to be right. Join the Patreon, subscribe to the YouTube. If you hate the podcast, join the Patreon, just subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube like him, subscribe, follow, do all that fun stuff. Shout out to you, Jonathan. And thank you to all the Patreons, past and present, future. You're the real champ. Kamar, how was your week? First of all, congrats to Argentina. That was, that was. Yeah, yeah, I called it. I called it. Corners is the key to the, the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I mean, I did a show this week and I was really funny. So, I, you know, when you surprise yourself, we you guys don't know, but it happens. Bless me. And uh, then, yeah, World Cup fever. Sports is out of control right now. Love sports. And I was trying to explain, but I couldn't articulate to uh, Simon and his wife this morning how it's all going to go away in two months. So once the NFL is done for you, that's... Well, I'll pick up hockey at that point, maybe basketball, but right now just this overflow. And the, the soccer shouldn't be happening right now. No, it shouldn't. Yeah, well, it should be happening just in league form. It, uh, you don't watch really league hockey. December fly by. Like, can you believe it's Christmas next week? No. Merry Christmas to everyone too, because we won't be. Oh yeah, this is the last episode you'll get before Christmas. Merry That's Christmas, Merry happy Christmas holidays, to all the listeners, yeah. you guys. Um, yeah, just crossing the T's and dot the happy, I's. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever. I think to it starts everyone. tomorrow. Slow think. week. You don't even know. No, I don't. After last you. week's week, it's hard to top that one. And Dog Face just got arrested. In Ottawa? No, in Utah uh, or something. For what? He was at their Possession. First Nations meeting. In Ottawa. I said he was at theirs in Utah. It was a oh. joke. I was making a joke, but Kamar said last week. Forget but why it. did you ask in Ottawa? Was he in Ottawa? Yes. Are you forget on it, this forget show? It, forget it, forget it, forget it. He's just trolling us. Um, I, don't think, I don't think he is. <laughs> the, well, no, I'm giving him an out. He's but the, just trolling the, us. Um, the real snow fell. Like, we're in winter now. It's no if for yeah. butts. We got like 25 centimeters. It won't be going away anytime soon. No, we got absolutely dumped on. And how you so quickly see the Stockholm syndrome of Canadians. Well, it could have been more. Like, it's unacceptable. It just. Yeah, uh, wouldn't it be nice if one year winter just didn't come? It would be nice. We were just waiting for it and it never came. Okay. We just became like Vancouver. That'd be incredible. Yeah. All those we discovered last week, houses with lights and no snow look like trash. Some of them do an all right job, but for the snow is the aesthetic that lit up houses. It does need. add to it, yeah, it, for it, sure. And it takes away from it when it's not there. Just dirty old grass. 
Just doesn't work. Just dirty old grass. Well, that's why it looks so weird when you see like lights in Florida or California. It just exactly. Doesn't make any well, sense. Well, the the people down there though will go out of the way do fake snow or le, le neige motif something like that. <laughs> what a fucking guy! I had a great week. Thank you for asking, Simon. How was your week? Uh, my week was okay. I uh, um oh. I've been thinking some more about this sign language thing. Yep. So I don't get it at all. Like I thought I, thought I explained it. No, it doesn't make any <clears throat> sense. Why wouldn't everybody just have chair chaise? Because there's been one stop, stop, one stop, stop, sign. Simon. Because again, there's been deaf people for as long as there's been language. So if you're deaf, like in I don't know in Canada where we speak English, for example. Okay. The pre-internet, pre-way to communicate with other people. There's no way to communicate with other deaf people. There's right? got to be a sign that means one thing in one sign and another thing in another sign. Okay. But wind's got to be the hold same. On, hold on. Wind has got to be the same. I'm stupid. I'm obviously not understanding this properly. Yeah, bring me back, Si. I'm English, okay? Yeah. yeah. And I say chair. Mm-hmm. And the sign is, we're just making this up. This. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you are French. Yeah. You say chaise. The sign for chaise should be this. Just like for chair, it is this. Yes, the now. deaf people <clears throat> should not have to deal with this nonsense. They're already cut off enough from everybody to begin with because they can only talk to people who know sign language. And now you're like, well, all these other deaf people out there, no, you can't communicate with them either. It's crazy. Very interesting. We all agreed last week that at this point they should change it. But we also agreed that it makes sense from a perspective that, like... There's been deaf people for thousands of but years. But it makes sense know, that everyone, I'm, this would be not, fish. Uh, yes, exactly. Kamar, exactly. Thank you. There should be many signs that just cross some over visual connection. universally. Mind blown. <laughs> Anyways, it's been bothering me. Um, so that's one thing. Um, secondly, I made a couple of bets today Yeah. that are uh, pretty substantial. Okay. Huge payouts. So if I win... See you never, you know. We're going to Sizzler? No. I'm Hold not. on. There's no bet you made that's like going to win you over 100 grand. No, no. It's, so yeah, you're not going I have, anywhere. I have like a $60,000 bet today. Yeah, so, so that's not going to hit. That's, but that could oh, hit while we're might, on air? No, it will hit at the end of the day. Long, long. While he's at the staff party telling all of them to no, suck it. No, it'll probably be done by the... Oh, no, you're right. It won't. Yeah. It'll be this is the Giants and the uh, yep, yep, Washington yep, football yep. team. You got to wait for Um, That's the worst. Having a perfect card until the night game is the most stressful shit ever. Well, try having it until Monday's game. Yeah, I never so, do that. I don't yeah, do well, that to myself. You have to when you're doing. Yeah, I know when uh, I used to do pro the pro line. line yeah, um, and then yeah, just that's pretty much it. I noticed that beautiful picture you have of me on the wall kicking the infamous field goal, but solidified who was the best athlete on the podcast. No one and, knew. No one knew till that um, happened. No, no. Everybody knew. I knew. Everybody but you. You proved it. Um, and that's it. Yep. Done. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for giving me some time to uh, air my grievances. Yeah, no problem, pal. We're happy to uh, have you. Well, how about those Vikings? Oh, yeah, that was... I mean, listen. Sports. We are never going to win a playoff game. 
No, we might win one playoff game. But you we're could not gonna... win if you're down 21. You know you can come back. We have a very strong offense. That was really insane yesterday, though. And at one point, uh, who's Jefferson, like, went down, stayed down. They had to yeah, walk him looked, off the that field. That looked ugly. I was not enjoying he that. He got the wind knocked out of him or something. But then he came back and just lit them up. As he does. That guy is insane. Justin and Jefferson's there was that one penalty where he just got smoked. But it was a shoulder. I don't know if it was a penalty, but as a defenseless receiver. And he held on the ball, which is gangster. Dude, he's insane. He's nuts. That was my week. Who cares? Come on, you want to go over the guest, uh, guest list for this week? I'd love to. This was an interesting week. We had... Um, 1909, Stavros Halkias, uh, followed by uh, 1910, Mark Leira, and finish off with uh, 1911, Mark Bowl. Can't mess up that name. I think it's Leira, Mark Leira from Soft White Underbelly. And Stavros, which we'll get into, no news where, where he comes from. If you just, we're introducing him on this podcast. What the fuck did you Dude, just say? You, what, okay. Start again. Uh, Stavros. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows where he came from. If you heard him on this podcast for the first time. Oh. Because they just get into it running. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. no like, okay, yeah. how'd you start a comedy? Da, 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 da. That almost made it better. Just podcasting stuff. Oh, that's interesting. I, this week was all we've been asking for. And we finally got Mark fucking Leda. Like that's been. I mean, that's the only kind of thing that we got this. Why week. Stavos was new? He was funny. That was a fun. It was like Joe. It was like an old Joe. And the last episode is the like, last one was like whatever. But yeah. I, I mean, listen, we're constantly complaining for new guests, fresh shit. We got two new guests. One okay. of them we've been wanting forever. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. You can't just let fair the enough. the you can't just let the final guest of the week drag. We're the all three guests, first time guests. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were. None of them Jews. I give the week a three and a half. I think yeah, that math works. It's a weird out. thing. I'll, I'll give it a three and a half too. I cannot. I can't. I'm gonna have to give it a. Uh, I'll give it a two. Two point eight five. Super weird. Okay, close to three, but not quite. All right. Who should we start with? Let's go chronologically. Okay. I don't think there's anything steps out. Uh, so do Stavros and then the other two? I yeah, think so, that's yeah. That's what he's saying. Stavros Hayukakis, 1909. Say his name properly. Hayukakis. Keep going. Halkius. Halkius. I think that sounds about, about right. Who was he? Who is he? He's a stand-up comedian from Baltimore. I've seen a lot of his stuff online, so I knew who he, he was. He was the other half with Nick Mullen of Comtown. Is that who he was? Exactly. What was Cometown? Cometown was like, I think Tim Dillon was even on it a bit, but it was one of the first podcasts that went straight to Patreon and uh, were making tons of money. Yeah, they were doing really well. Mm. Really well. And now they've broken up and Nick Mullen's gone solo. Stavi went into, uh, well, he was always doing stand-up, but put together Zara, went on tour. And they don't mention it at all, which I guess he's saying it's kind of cool just... But it would, but not to mention at all that, that he was on Come Town, which was ma- this huge yeah, podcast. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. That bothered the me way he was talking. It sounded like he was starting like a podcast for the first time. He was like a rookie. Stabby's world. Yeah, well, no, right. he he definitely made his bones podcasting. Oh, that is very peculiar. Yeah, I did not get that at all. I didn't this. either. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about right off the start. 
I almost like nice. him more though. Okay, fine. Like, no flex on like, yeah, I had the super successful podcast. No just, flex. I'm that's just here to crazy. chat with Joe. Yeah, that's uh, like he seemed, I'll give him this. He he seemed very comfortable with like everything about there. himself. Or are they in like some sort of legal thing and they weren't allowed to talk about it? It almost seems like it was maybe like, it uh, didn't end on the most amicable of terms and they just don't really talk about it anymore. Look at Camargo, amicable. Or maybe they still do. Well, no, he can't still do it. Very peculiar. Okay, go on. He wants to fuck a really ba- uh, uh, built Jack girl. Yeah, that's his uh, mo. Have you ever been with a really muscular girl? I don't know. I think I'd be intimidated. So the answer is no. You have. I've not. been with a very fit woman, very but not fit. not like not like bodybuilder. I slept with this girl and. She was like, yeah, I used to be a bodybuilder. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, because she didn't look like that type. And she was like, yeah, like I used to like do competition shit. And I was like, no, you didn't. And she pulled out a photo and I was immediately like, well, that's about as limp as I could be. Because <laughs> it, it's it's too much. It's eh? not attractive. Not for me. That's not my thing. Uh, I think it's gross. But I like his juxtaposition of this fat little Greek guy. Did you watch yeah. that documentary on... Um... The woman bodybuilder who killed her husband there. No, Mary watched it, though. She was telling me it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy, but you just, they become so, like, manly at some point. It's gross. There's just way too much testosterone. It's gross. When there's just, like, big woman nipples on pecs? I'm out. I'm out. I think um, they talked about pornography. Step porn is just uh, indicative of the high divorce rate. Because of step parent porn, yeah, you think it's indicative of the divorce. There's rate. so many divorces. There's so many step parents. Like it's it's such a common thing. It's more common probably to have a step parent. I see what you're saying. And you're probably older when you meet your step parent. I mean, as someone who's had many step sisters as well, never wanted to ever fuck any one of them. Interesting. Um, no, that's ex- that's actually a pretty. Did they make that point, Kamar? Or are you making that point? Because it's very astute. I think I'm making it. <laughs> I think I think I think it was like right it there. It really is. I think like, there was there right is there in front so of them. So much more divorce. Fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce. So there's going to be a lot of step parents. But fifty percent. Also, of, it's on. happening later in life most of the time. So you have a lot of these old kids with step parents. Sorry, go ahead, man. Well, I was just going to say that twenty years ago the divorce rate was the same, and porn didn't have that much step porn or step. Yeah. Well, Same we also 30 didn't have ago. porn hubs, so it's kind of a moot point. No, uh, but they still made porn. They still made porn. Like, yeah, I know, but the there were line. all these like uh, insane categories, and you know what I mean. Really, I just think now you're getting a lot more of that. You know, come on, back me up here. Well, hold on. There's a lot more like weird Japanese porn. That's not indicative of anything, right? There's no like. Uh, that's indicative of Japan animation. Yeah, them not being able to show a certain body part or whatever. I'm not the talking blurring. about tentacle porn. I'm talking about either way. I'm just saying, just because like you said, you were like, there's tons more genres now. But doesn't that yeah. open it up? Well, this is just a good reason why this one has become so popular. I mean, I don't see why you're fighting that. I'm not fighting it. I'm just saying there's the divorce rate has been very high for a, a very long time. Mm-hmm. And porn has been around for a very long well, time. Well, the more divorces that happen, the more uh, viewers you potentially get for this step-parent porn. Because the, no, you don't get more viewers for the more divorces. Why? 
because those people aren't necessarily leaving uh, watching step parent porn. So you get all the initial divorces, and then every divorce that happens, every person is a probable candidate. And to when watch they get marriage, porn. married again. Even then, good, good one, Kamar. It doesn't even have to be. Uh, well, first of all, just because you got divorced doesn't mean you've remarried. There's yeah, no that's so it, it doesn't. No, 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 that's you, that's you made right, the mistake once. Right. You'll make it again. <laughs> no, you see, now this is where, like, anyways, well, I, it doesn't matter. I was going to save this for the post show, but I'll put point. this one in. Most search terms in 2022: step parent porn, United States porn. Number one, oh, lesbian. Interesting. Most search term is lesbian. I think most people think watching a guy fuck is gay. Uh, Interesting. Number two, hentai. There we go. I rest my fucking case. Number three. What do you mean? Why is that resting your case? You say, why is there so much Asian? There's a ton of hentai porn. porn, Because there are a lot of Asian people. Well, he said in the United States. He said in the United States. This is what the United States is searching. Yes. It has nothing to do with China, Japan. There are a lot of Asian people in the United States. What do you think the percentage of Asian Americans is in the States? I don't believe that hentai is the second most. uh, So you're going to believe the first one, but you're going to refuse to believe the second one. Actually, you know what's interesting is maybe like kids, as they get into anime, it's just like the natural next step is to watch those anime fuck. You grew up watching cartoons. Did you ever in your life be like, you know, it'd be cool is like watching a cartoon character. If it existed. Of course it exists. It didn't exist for us, Matt. You couldn't type into your computer. But you can now, my point is. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you grew up with cartoons. You loved cartoons growing up. You yeah. now have access to watch cartoon porn. Do you search that I'm, out? I'm talking as a kid. You would have. You would have. I would have, yes. Uh, number Agreed. three. Number three, Ebony. Number four. That's a good one. Number four, Asian. Wow, minority. So hentai strong. and Asian. Take no, so Asian is number five, and then it's threesome, stepmom, big ass, BBC cream pie. So yeah. stepmom's not even that high on the list. No, Joe has a real weird flex on this um, stepmom porn. No, he talks he, about it all the time. It's not that it's the most predominant porn; it's that it even exists. It's what he's into, obviously. It's a, just as a genre. I just don't like. How often do you jerk off for the storyline? Just out of curiosity. Like when you're on Pornhub. It's a cast when you're couch on, all the When time. you're on Pornhub, do you really ever look at the description? Or are you just looking at the, the pussy or set of tits description. in the... Oh, definitely description. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes... But hold on, wait, stop. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta uh, ask. Because I don't. I gotta ask. What are you looking for in the description? Because they all say the same thing. Teen, which they're not. Uh, and her tight pussy, which... Debatable. I may not be looking for teen. That may not be a word that I want in that No, but there's, that's the thing, though. There's, there's I like, actually never put that word in. Okay, but there's... Yeah, I but, like the word amateur. What a weirdo, eh? Wait, you search? <laughs> I just go down what's fucking... What's, like, trending. I don't even watch porn, dude. You're such a liar. I don't. This fucking guy. I bet our old studio is just covered in your cover <laughs> oh, right now. Gross. I bet it is, but yeah. not ours. No, yeah, that's, that's true. My yeah. son's, yeah, for sure. Um, you don't want to go in there with a black yeah. light. They talked about fighting and Mike Tyson, and it's crazy that Mike Tyson wasn't... Like, he could have been better. Like he was partying and not being healthy and still pulling it off, which is that X factor makes him uh, unbelievable. And um, I don't know what they talked about in this one. Was it this one? Is this Stavros? Yeah. The price. What's going on here? The, the price of success. Okay. And what you have to sacrifice to be successful in sports or even in, um, he was talking more like career, 
like uh, if you're touring 52 days a week and stuff and 52 days a week. 50, that's a long 50, that touring schedule. 52 days a year. Biggest grind I have ever heard. <laughs> 52. I would definitely talk to my booking agent because you're working me to the bone here. 52 weeks a month. That's 52 days, 52 dates a year. 52. That's dates one a week a year. Yeah. Well, and yeah, well, no, <laughs> am I wrong? Sorry. You're not doing one a week. You're doing three days a week or whatever it is that that particular club, yeah. but you have no time for a life. I don't buy that. 52 out of 365. If, if, if every week you have to be in a different city, yeah. What? how well, do you have a time to have a life, have a relationship, raise a kid, be be present? Well, we know that there's people that do it, so there's a way to do it. But the other thing, they, too, is like... Very successful people do it. I, I think there's a lot more people that do it, and it's like, it's a hard grind, as hard as any other job, I'd say. I think relationships tough, but I think you often have to, when you're following your dreams, you often have to make sacrifices. And like that, that is the price of success. Yeah, always. But again, I think we've seen a lot of people, like you said those are successful people. They weren't always successful, the ones that pull it off, right? They weren't always successful. Well, it, I, I don't know. I get you have to look at it in retrospect. Like maybe I shouldn't have done all this. and Maybe I should have become a carpenter or whatever. But look at Bert and Tom. Sorry, both no, perfect examples. Of, like of a massive success. Yeah. Became successful while having a like Bert had a family the whole time. You know what I mean? Toured. He had the fucking the Food Network. Again, I'm not saying everyone, but I think uh, I don't know. Yeah, Bert just pulled it off. It really. I mean, his success really uh, cast a shadow on how hand to mouth or however you want to describe it, it was for him. I mean, even though he had a TV show, he was just holding it together, losing money, doing gigs, and, and it paid off. And there's way more guys that that doesn't happen to. Of course. Listen, and, and, and work that hard. I agree. It's very, it takes a certain mindset to be incredibly disciplined and to pull it off for sure. And then they talked about the World Cup, which Joe clearly just doesn't grasp, but he sort of gets it. Well, he said he was, he's been going to a lot of Austin FC games, or he was during the season. So, And now it's interesting, you know, you have to watch any sport long enough to understand rivalry, but now there's a rivalry between Argentina and France. Mm, it's not like the hand of God. Like the English hate the Argentinians. It wasn't like there was some uh, There was no, that's what I'm saying, there was no controversy, no hand of God. Well, I'd say I give that credit. I mean, it obviously it didn't happen, but if it did happen, VAR has changed that. Well, yeah, because the hand of God would have been definitively but same thing. Like bragging rights for the next four years. Messi's that that Messi shot too. I mean, that was pretty definitive. But in the, like, there's been a bunch of goals in the World Cup that went over the line, but weren't like Frank Lampard famously banged one off the bar, like bar down. It goes over the line and then shoots back out. And this was before VAR, and it was no goal in a World Cup. In a World Cup, yeah. and it was a game changer for no England. way. Yeah, wow, and um. That ball went in the net, touched the boot, came out. It could have been. What I'm saying is, it's a non VAR VAR time. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, It's just ridiculous the elaborate garb of uh, religious leaders. It is crazy. Like how much they dress. I don't even Well, they look like like wizards. Nobody wants to point that out, but that's exactly what it is. Like if you saw a guy dressed like Gandalf. You would laugh at him, but then you see this guy dressed like even crazier than Gandalf in his like fancy wizard robe. And that it doesn't uh, sort of come with the times. They could still look wickedly dressed, but a little more modern. So do you think pimps got kissing the ring from the Pope or vice versa? 
Like, do you that's think one? Kissing the, do you think well, a pimp no, you saw kiss a, the rings, the king's ring? Oh yeah, that's okay. just yeah. But again, of, was that from the Pope? Popes have been around probably. I imagine it was probably even before the Pope. Like as that's soon what he as was people saying. were wearing fancy rings, they were probably kissing. But what a weird flex! Like the first person to do that has to be a real fucking weirdo. Kiss the ring. Well, the, yeah. and we've asserted the Catholic Church is yeah, that's real true. Weirdos. Yeah. Maybe it was like point. the priests used to walk around with like the holy rock on their, you know, so yeah. you were all the peasants would kiss the. But there would God have been stone. a time in fashion where they just looked so amazing. The robes of the, the like, compared to what anyone else was wearing, just like, whoa. Maybe they look like aliens or rock stars. Now they just look silly wizards. Well, in pretty much every religion, I think they have some, like, weird clothes you wear. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and there's I, always some, like, I know for Jews, we have tons of weird shit, man. Yeah, you guys have some. We got to wear, like, these little boxes on our head. Yeah. Like little pyramids, black pyramids. They're crazy. Did you guys ever see the documentary? And a cape, Matt? You wear a cape? Mouth circumcision. On Jimmy Seville? Mouth circumcisions? Yeah, your people do that. Yeah, you want to talk about what your people do? Oh, no better, for sure. Fucking disgusting. At least ours don't do it under the guise of like anything other than kid fucking. Yours are like, no, 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 this is, come on, we're practicing religion here. Okay, as far as I know, there's no actual kid fucking, though, whereas your religion is based kind of solely around kid fucking. I love how it's my religion. I don't practice religion. Oh, you love it. You <laughs> love that religion. Any religion that involves kid fucking is something you're right involved in. Yeah, you're, it's true. You're the guy wearing these fancy outfits. Yeah. I have a I have a pimp outfit upstairs. Not a, a religious pimp, pimp outfit. outfit. No, it's a, oh, religious, a religious thing. Oh, a religious pimp outfit. Yeah. I see, yeah. If it has a diamond-shaped hat, you know you're... It says kitty fucker and rhinestones. That's right. But Joe always talks about the Catholic Church and the horrible crimes and the one pope. Yeah, Matt's people. Um, he never talks about Jimmy Seville. He has. Well, was is that a religious thing? No, but it was a, it was the whole BBC. Yeah, it was, was, I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. Thing. Yeah, nobody ever talks about that they now don't. that you think about it. And it was but like, it was like the Epstein version. A case in, where one guy went down and he and he was um abusing um you know mentally handicapped kids. So and stuff. when he went down, like he went to prison, right? No, I think he died. Oh, he died. Because I, I was gonna say, prison, did yeah. he ever like um flip on anyone? Didn't never had to. How did he die? Under mysterious circumstances? Hmm, excellent question. question. Well, you would think like that guy probably had a lot of dirt on him. I mean, he was horrible for sure, but he was running like a like an operation with these kids. So I doubt it was Why? all just, it was just for him. his pleasure. No, I thought no. it was just him. I don't think so, man. Well, it, it's one of those things where like people had to have known. There's like, no way like he the could do Sandusky. It. Yeah, was it Sandusky? Is that right? Penn State. Well, was he the guy who was doing the bad things, or was he the coach who didn't know? There was Paterno and Sandusky. Yeah, Sandusky was the one doing the bad, the bad shit, stuff. and Joe Paterno ended up quitting. Knew about life. it and I didn't think, do yeah, anything. That's, yeah, I think he like walked Allegedly. in on. I think he walked in on Sandusky in like the shower with someone or something like that. I can't remember. Well, a kid definitely saw it happening. I remember that. Someone part. walked in on him. In I the didn't shower know it with was someone, the yeah. coach who walked in. What's a terrible story? The weird, the world is filled with fucking weirdos. 
Pneumonia. Nope, that's not. Death very... was not suspicious. Twenty eleven. Wow. He, in his Jesus. penthouse flat overlooking Round Hay Park. Oh, so there is no he justice lived in the world. The life. <laughs> there is he no lived justice. The life. Yeah, cool. And uh, other people had to be involved. Um, what were you guys just talking about? But what do you mean? So did we only find out about him after his death? Mm-hmm. Like, while he was alive, he never got Everyone accused of anything. He there never... may have been accusations, but he never got, he never got in trouble for it. Never came out. Hmm. Much like the royal family. Well, he was somehow tied into the royal family. Like, they knighted him, I think. It's not surprising, is it? Yay, Kamar, he was a sir. Yeah, he was, he was knighted. During his lifetime, two police investigations considered reports about Seville. The earliest known being 1958, but none had led to charges. Well, in the 50s, they were just like, come on, it's Jimmy Seville. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Crazy. All right. That's depressing. Immediately after his death, BBC launched an investigation into of his. Of course, yeah, because they had all the dirt. And they were trying to separate we can, themselves. We can make quite a documentary series out of this, gentlemen. It's we've been on a pretty good run now, but uh, they're just talking about um, you know the men with the wigs and the. I tried to watch Cyrano. See that with uh, Peter Dinklage, no Cyrano de Bergerac. Is it like Roxanne, or is it the actual story of Cyrano de Bergerac? Okay, a musical. I I, I couldn't last five minutes, but just how ugly and disgusting the common person would have been (laughs) back in the day before toothpaste, soap. Uh, hygienic oh, stuff. Disgusting. Yeah. Would you wear socks, laundry, like just disgusting? Um. The joke. I guess they were they were talking about saying a Catholic abuse joke or a rape joke, or whatever. No matter what the joke is, it's not worse than the thing that happens. No, but we treat it like it is. To to make a joke about something, at the end of the day, the thing that happened is, still has got to be worse than the joke. Yeah, I mean, who's saying it's not, though? Well, if you make a joke about something, says, oh, you can't say that, that's 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 a sacred cow. I mean, it's kind of like the Alex Jones thing. Like, he doesn't kill anyone, but he says stuff. And it's worth one and a half billion dollars. That did not work out for him at all. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't pull a trigger, doesn't poison a well or a river, just says some stuff. Mm-hmm. Then they talked about the craziest thing they got into the student debt conversation, and that Princeton has an endowment so large, the interest on the principal runs the university. And makes and turns And profit. makes money. And, and then they still in, make money because they're is, still charging This people. is common in other universities like. They're private institutions. Given money by someone to say like this is for students or endowments, whatever, when alumni give back to the universities, they have so much money they could run for free. Like, are the uh, universities in Canada private institutions, or are they run by the government? They're like, are they government bodies? Private institutions, They're private I institutions? I just think it's crazy. Like, imagine you're a Harvard grad, and they have the audacity to call you up and be like, hey, um, it's fun driving time, and uh, we were hoping maybe you'd like to donate, like, 50 grand. I'd be like, dude, you can suck every fucking part of my balls with the amount of money. Because think about it, they do that every year. They go to, they have fundraisers for all of their alumni where mm-hmm. it's like, why don't you donate a wing or why don't you? Well, I mean, it's kind of, I, I don't know. Don't you kind of just look at it the same way that if you uh, went to a school, 
You know what I mean? Or um, you had like a, your, a football program that you liked. I don't know. You would donate money to them. I no, I like the Minnesota Vikings. They are a billion dollar corporation that turn a profit every single year. Well, so yeah. why would I ever in my right mind give them my hard earned money because I'm a fan? They already get my hard earned money because I'm a fan. There's no mm-hmm. fucking it doesn't make any sense to be like King's University, St. Mary's University, Concordia University and the University of um, Edmonton are all private. The rest, if you are, name them, are subsidized by the so government. So that was hardly any and those yeah, aren't even good schools. Most so. are uh, publicly funded. That's oh, that's interesting. interesting. Okay, well that would make you feel better uh, just well, to what we're talking about. Well, now. that's and why would like, in know, America tuition's $80,000 a year and here it's $8,000 a year. I don't know what it is in Canada. Maybe it's $20,000 a year here now. Well, McGill's, I mean, and whole, I, McGill's and Ivy League. No, we have no Ivy League schools, no. but McGill's like a good school, right? How much is that? Uh, depends where you're taking to, I guess. Yeah, right? and it depends if you're from Quebec or not. Yeah, they. Oh, yeah, they'll get you there. Because then they'll it's get really you there. cheap if you're from Quebec. But in the states, it should be off. All be free. And McGill's just sounds like a cool naming university. I just can't believe that. It's crazy that that. Yale could continue turning a massive profit year in and year out and give every kid a free. Think of how much better the country would be. Now, the problem is it's a lot of rich kids going there anyway, so they can kind of afford it. But imagine how many scholarships they could give out. It costs. And wouldn't you be more likely to give back to your school if they had given you a free ride? You don't need to. They have. They have money like a fucking Fortune 500 company. No, but I'm just saying if if guess, you yeah. went to Harvard for free, if you got if if tuition was free, when they came back and asked you to donate, you, you would, would be more likely to of do course. it because they had paid for you sure, to get but, to I be mean, a doctor, you know? Again, I would still be like, "Guess what? Thank you for the education. You guys are still worth 40 billion dollars, which this you collect is interest on every fucking year." A McGill University local tuition, I guess that's being in Quebec is yeah. 2300. Domestic tuition, I think that's being from Canada is 7400, and international tuition is 29,000. Wow. So that's that's the subsidies at work. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't get subsidized if you're an international student. I mean, when I lived in Montreal, there was a there was so many kids, uh, American kids at McGill. And why wouldn't you? You can drink. Your dollar goes so much farther. Like, I knew so many American kids that were at McGill that were just fucking It has amped. a good um, doctor program. That's what it has going on. I don't think any of them care oh, about that. Uh, our quality reputation. But yeah, Princeton and many other universities are like a business, and it's just in the face of the people. That was the craziest. That was the craziest thing to find out in this episode. I think sure. so. I could not believe it. Then they got into bestiality. I mean, I don't know what side of the fence you are on, Simon. Um, Where was that in the Pornhub searches? Uh, is that even on Pornhub? I, I think I no, think it is I illegal. It is. Yeah, it's illegal. Exactly. But uh, do the animals do the are the animals feeling ins- assaulted? I mean, I don't think when the horse fucked Mister Hands. I don't. I'm not, and it's a necessity thing more than it's a um, necessity turn on thing. You think they have to fuck? And I don't think animals want to be fucked by you. I don't think that's like, uh, first of all, most animals only want to fuck when they're in heat. Have you seen? Yeah, but if a horse is fully erect, it's obviously down to fuck, right? So if if you're just putting the horse in you, is that like? Have you seen a horse or a cow vagina? That's different than actually fucking the horse, I guess. Yeah, well, that was the point I was making. Like, Mr. Hands got fucked. So is the horse the victim in that scenario? 
Yes, the horse is the victim. Mr. Hands got fucked? No, he fucked the no, people. No, he got fucked. That's how he died. The horse went inside him oh, and oh, killed Mr. him. Oh, Mr. Hands is the guy, yeah. not the horse. Okay. You what thought the horse was... was I thought the horse was Mr. <laughs> Hands. Is that so crazy? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think that that's crazy. It sounds like a horse name, Mr. Ed. You're right. Mr. It does. Hands. Yeah. My point was simply... What was the horse's name? Ed. Is that had a real normal <laughs> name? John. Have you seen a horse or a cow vagina? Pat Buckley. Uh, no, yes. I never have. For for I mean, the average man, it'd be futile. You'd have to fuck it in the ass. Oh, this is a terrible just, conversation. Just food for thought. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you've given it a lot of food for thought. I did like after a looking whole at a bank, a horse whole vagina. banquet, a whole buffet of thought. He's like, hey, they talked about. It. I had to do the research. Tell me I, otherwise. I googled a few horse vaginas. Um, nature's deaths are generally brutal. Not generally, always. Always. It's an animal uh, ripping off a head or if it's a snake uh, eating something whole or the kimono dragon ripping the monkey limb from limb. Yeah, it's not nice. No. And especially when you watch like uh, the chimps eating the monkeys because then you're watching two things that kind of look like you and it's doing that to that little monkey. It's really... There's something that you just can't. Well, I mean, that, that leads into the way you you cannot be surprised how treatments humans treat other humans. Treatments, <laughs> treatment of humans. Um, they talked about Burlington and Vermont, which is one of our favorite places, isn't it? To drive, Simon. Burlington, Vermont. That whole well, drive down. We've been there, there, yeah. But don't we love that drive? We do love, we that, do drive. love that drive. I, 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 did you guys have sex on that drive? No, like, we did not. No, I don't know why he's talking about it that way, but it is a beautiful drive. We've done the road trip more than five <laughs> times, or maybe five times in total, and um, we'd always listen to funny stand-up and music, and it's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful drive, that area, Burlington. I could live in Vermont for sure. Like up in that area, it's really it's nice. It's just up so by nice. Stowe, you could be a real that fucking whole like area. Stowe, and you could ski winter if you want to. Winter beach bum, you know. Um, ski bunny. Winter beach bum. Yeah, it's got that vibe to it, you know. Which led to uh, him talking about his first gig in Burlington, where where he got fifty dollars to drive out to a gig he wasn't qualified to do, and um, <laughs> called the girlfriend at the time like. I think this is it. Yeah, I've made it. Start packing the bags. And you, the first, I, I've told the story ad nauseum, so I won't bore you with the details. But someone asked you to do a show. I was like, ah, I've been discovered like a couple weeks in the, doing comedy in Toronto. And when I showed up, there's only like six people. Six people, five of which were the comics on the show. <laughs> but fun. I'm, I'm sure I emailed like been discovered. Things are moving quicker than I thought. Oh, but you, I mean, part of it is the delusion you have to have in this. And like, I guess you have to be confident in yourself, but think you're competent to do more. Because I know I can do what I can do, but I would be interested to see if I had to do 45 minutes or headline, what it would be like. But Kamar, don't you also have to like in your head be like every person before me had went through this exact same thing, so... Yeah, but there's just nothing to do it. But now, like, why I, you've never headlined a show before? I've never headlined a show, but I've done some hosting gigs where I had to do 35 minutes, edging to 40 minutes. But I've seen you with your name on the marquee. I'm hosting, so. which which I'm hosting all this week. Anyone listening tonight? Tonight till Friday. 
oh, I'm Mary, hosting. Mary and I will come by this week. I'm hosting, and that's one thing. So that gets your name on the marquee. That gets your name on the marquee. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, uh, but you've never been the top name on the marquee. I'm n- the I've never done 45 minutes. I'm sure I could do it. I, I just think I'd like to do it a couple times to get it down. Um, shit jobs. He's talking about having shit jobs. Like he's a man of the people. Give you good experience and uh, material for sure. What was your shittiest job? Simon? My shittiest job? Yeah. What would you say was your shittiest job? Or the job? job I hated the most. Well, that would probably be it. The job I hated the most. I had a kitchen job that I really hated, but I kind of liked it too. It was like endearing. It was just the boss was shitty. You know what I mean? Um, I drove a truck full of uh, car parts around the city. That turned out to be really boring. Uh, No, but the worst job I ever had was a summer job that my dad got me at the University of Ottawa. (laughs) And my job was to inject samples into a machine. So I would... I'd have a syringe, I'd inject it into a machine, I'd wait 15 minutes, and then I'd do it again, and I would do that all day. But did they pay you 30 bucks an hour? No. They didn't pay me anything good. It was horrible. It was shitty. My dad told me I was going to do something fun that summer, and that's what I did. That motherfucker lied. Yeah. I had a job at a university in the university like lounge restaurant. It was good money. And I left to go to follow comedy and came back looking for a job. And like, well, it's all full up there. And they gave me a job making shawarmas. And I think I lasted an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I paid a couple of shawarmas and said, you know what? This is, I'm not doing this and left. In all fairness, though, to my father, when I told him what I was doing, he yeah. was like, oh, I can't believe that's what they have you doing. And then I think to compensate, they had me go in and I, for one day, I got to like do something fun with the mice because you have to preserve their brains while their heart was still beating. So you what you stimulate them with a digit to see and if then you still feel put pleasure. them in a little mouse guillotine. It's crazy, oh my man. God. Yeah, the whole thing was fucked. You killed the mouse. I killed one mouse. That was the best day of your week. It, I mean, it, it wasn't any better than the injecting into the thing, but I think they thought it would be more interesting. I couldn't just do that all the time. Uh, we've just seen people a, a mouse. Uh, what do they call those murderer. guys? Euthanasia. No, no, the guillotine guys. Oh, I don't know. That's a the great, head that's a great trivia question. I thought they had like a name. By the way, I think mine do. was I think mine was laying bricks for my uncle. Uh, we've seen people offer bread, but I think this was the first time someone he didn't came. Want, he didn't want to give you that's fine. any. I don't, care. Uh, I, I don't mind. Came and offered cookies. Came and oh yeah, no, it is definitely the cookies. first time someone. I mean, I feel like Joey Diaz has brought cookies on, but usually with like an ulterior motive. Mm, that's probably that's probably it. But no one's ever brought their mom's homemade cookies, that's for sure. This is one of those podcasts when they were talking, and then uh, they started talking about aliens and uh, Janet Goldstein's tits. She played the Hispanic um, yeah, macho uh, Marine, mm-hmm. and I had to stop and watch it. Still holds up. Really is. I mean, some of the spaceship things are pretty ridiculous, but still good. Uh, the Janet Jackson nipple, that has to be on purpose. It has course, to be. Of course it was on purpose, mm-hmm. obviously. But uh, I remember watching it. Uh, Eunuch. Yeah. 
it was so crazy that you'd have if you wanted guys hanging around your women, you'd have the the dick cut off. Yeah. You just couldn't trust just the bitch. The dick and balls, just and, it, and, and everyone's hoeing it up. Like, what wouldn't a, just the fact that they're poor people? What a terrible existence to imagine. Yeah, then someone lobs your dick off with a hot knife. <laughs> or they talked about guys that would like conquer you and then shove your dick in your mouth and then stab you through the heart. Yeah, cool. We've come so far. Um, <laughs> do you guys feel like you've improved as podcasters? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm as dumb as I, I was the day. I don't think it has anything before. to do with getting smart. I think it just has to do with like the, I think we're better at listening to each other, giving each other a chance. I don't know. Better not cutting each other off. We still do it, but that's part of a conversation. I think it's natural. There is a benefit. I don't write it down enough, but I think that we, we've gotten material out of this. I mean, I've gotten material out of this that I use today. Like what? I do the uh, beer bottles in the stroller joke all the time. Well, and the way that was from me, it I know. Wasn't really well, it's from this. It's like a writer's room. Oh, he's angry that you might be including me in this. That's just a Simon thing. That's his problem. Well, I, that's I, what it was. It, it was. It was. It there was, was a, a time was you were involved. Hours. We had a discussion about how the population is still more men than women, and in 2050, it's supposed to be equal mm-hmm. and then surpass. Yeah. and it's about 40 million. And is it the world being held together by 40 million guys who can't get laid? Was it being held back because forty million guys can't get laid? It's a good question. And we'll all fall apart once all forty million guys are getting laid, which that never happens. Um, oil in the muscles is the weirdest thing. Oil in the muscles. They're showing the guys who put oil in their muscles. Like, oh yeah, oil. To, Sorry, I thought you said oil because in the muscles. It's just like the the ring you don't earn. Like you could make a Super Bowl ring and. I mean, if you're rich, you could have some jewelry recreated, but you didn't win it. You didn't earn it. So you have a problem with like fake boobs. Uh, muscles are different than boobs. Why? Because they don't think you have to do anything physically. You're born with boobs or you're not. So it's okay to supplement things that you're born with. Well, but you not can, a, you not can not get okay. bigger muscles. What he's saying is you can't. I understand. I yeah. understand what he's saying. You, you can work for muscles. You can't work for bigger tits. Right. There's nothing you can do. Right. You can't make your right. dick bigger by like working out or willing it or. Right. And it has to be a mental illness for you to do that. Look in the mirror like I look amazing. But knowing you're hours away from death, first of all, because the toxic shock of the oils. But. Just feeling good about yourself. Yeah, no, I mean, it looks crazy. It's it's a crazy idea. I just don't see how it's different than, like, making your butt bigger or making your lips bigger. It's all the same. Well, I, lips, and women do this, but the, the lip doesn't last. Like, it, it usually, they overdo it, and then the lips sort of look weird. So it's well, a okay. short-term gain, I suppose. And if the oil is like, I'll just do a little. A little tennis ball in there, and then it just gets out of control. I wonder if it starts like that, or they go like, "I'm getting, I'm going to look like the jackass guy," and then they go lift up this World Cup and like, ah, "That's too heavy." I but why is it different than the lips? Sorry, just because it's more permanent? Is that uh... no? I don't. I don't. I, I I would be against women doing that to their lips as well. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man. I've seen some. I've I've seen some chicks on the internet do like their makeup. Like they're like a sped up like before and after and pff, dude, there's some chicks that are just lying out there that are just lying through their teeth about having work done, 
not even work, dude. Just like if you if you took this girl home from the club, you'd be like, I did pretty good last night. And if you woke up beside her, you'd be like, When did your gross mom crawl into bed? Well, with there me? was like, some mostly the makeup. You there was yeah. some story going around about a guy who divorced a girl because he saw her with her makeup on at whatever the honeymoon. I don't know if it was real or not. It seemed like it could be. A... Is that where you're getting your information from? Is no. that the article you were reading? No, no. I saw. I told you guys about it a while ago. There was uh, there was this one famous one. Remember, we ended up finding out that she had like, she had something to do with her like uh, when she gave birth. Like she lost all her teeth. She looks like a fucking meth addict straight up. And when you see this chick at first, you're like, ugh. And by the time she's done, she's a fucking, like, an LA-10. Like, she's got her fake teeth in, her hair's done, she's got done her makeup. It's fucking staggering. Then I saw this one the other day. Now, granted, this girl by the end is nowhere near a 10. Not my type. A little bit bigger. But, like, compared to how she started, dude, she starts by shaving her massive beard. Oh, well, that's not nice. Her, like... But I'm telling you, by the end, you're like, there's no way this is the same girl. How did you end up watching these videos? Dude, lately I've been on Instagram Reels. It's just eating away at my life. Mm. Eating away at my life. Don't ever go on Instagram Reels. What a waste. I can see why TikTok is just sucking people in. That's what it is, man. I've had to go back to deleting Instagram from my phone because I'll just get, like, fucking lost in the mix. Um, They talked about Ethan Suppley. <clears throat> yeah. For a moment. Well, they're just talking about turning around this and like I don't know. If, did you watch this at all? No. Like as Stavros is telling Joe, you know, I'm working on it, Joe is rolling his eyes for sure. But being polite, he's not uh But we don't know what he looked like a year ago. He might have been way He's four hundred pounds. Well that's what I'm saying. That's three hundred pounds. Yeah. That's a lot of and work. He's, he's, he, he, flowers for him, but he's he's got a ways to go before he could start being like Healthy. Dude, he's a short, bald Greek guy. Like He's killing He it. can get as healthy as he wants. He's still going to... I'm just saying, like, if you lose 100 pounds, that's a fucking serious... That's a lot of hard work. To go from four to three. It's I know you really, still have a lot of work to it's do. It's really the, the key is to try to get addicted to exercise. Yeah. That's that's what you got to shoot for. It's addicted to anything else. Energy drinks. I've been having my battles with uh, food. But exercise just skirts around. But I, I guess you could get addicted to it. And then they talked about success talk and morning radio. He brought up Kanye. I don't think Joe wanted to go near it. No, and Joe also didn't acknowledge that Like last time they spoke about Kanye, they were saying kind of like not bad things about him, but not, or sorry, not good things about him, but not like horrible things about him. And then he came out with his whole I love Hitler thing. Like that yes. was after. Yes. And they, he had a chance to say something at this point. Like, you know, oh, I didn't see that last time. I don't know. It all no, seemed it very seemed, weird. It seemed like Stavros brought it up and Joe just like, yeah, he's, he's going down some wrong paths or whatever, but didn't want to get into it at all. Oh, I, I wonder if that's wondering. professional courtesy from one genius to another. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> Simon's angry. Simon's super pissed. I just, I mean, look, maybe he'll get to it at some point. We don't know when anything's recorded anymore, so no, we should don't. be careful. This Stavros one could have been recorded like four weeks ago for all we know. Well, we know it was the day after the bee lady because he says the he offers him some honey. Lady. He's oh, like, she was right. here yesterday you and he correct, offers him Matt. some honey. You so. are correct. 
Yeah, that'll be coming out this week along with uh, a lot more um, Twitter gate stuff. Yeah, so I'll give him a pass on that until that happens, but then we'll see. But it seems like Kanye has hurt enough people and hurt himself and is uh, taking some time to work. Oh, are himself. you finally coming around or no, you're still team Kanye all the way? I'm still hoping he pulls it out like uh, the ninth inning. But uh, well, last week you were telling us that you were unsure if the Holocaust even happened. So. I never said that. I'm pretty sure you did. I said I, I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's positive to continue to um, say like the holo- we can never forget the Holocaust versus saying let's forgive and forget and move on. I believe what Kamar said was we've forgotten about many other Holocausts. I need you about why can we not forget about this one? That's what he said. Um, what ones have we forgotten about? Well, or like don't right, even know about. Like well, right we now, okay, know how about, about this? Them. There's a difference between saying we should know about other things and we should forget about some other things. Darfur, Rwanda, uh, what was the other, the Armenians, uh, right now the Uyghur Muslims. We don't have a body count, we don't know. But like, let me give you an example. Let's say five years from now they do a UN report where they're like, we think that China has killed a million, three million Uyghur Muslims. Is that not like... I know it's less no, than the it's, Holocaust, it's but is an that an atrocity? Not? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm just. I'm not, not saying that one. What, what Kamar is saying though is like we have forgotten about other Holocausts, like Rwanda, for example. I brought it up. You had both forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Darfur. I don't know how many people died, but you know what I mean. There's been. I know it's probably not on the scale of like potentially you know, again eight to 10 when million. you when you say to me, um, oh, what about this the- Holocaust? And I say, oh, I didn't remember that one. Like no, that doesn't mean that we we should forget. I should know better. You or know the I point mean? is, like, you've hey, been trying hey, to hey, think hey. about these things, and these things still happen. So, are we learning from our mistakes? I was telling you what he said. You're now yelling at I me said, like yeah. it was my fucking opinion. Are yeah. we learning from our mistakes? What say you, Simon? Are we learning from our mistakes? Yeah. Well, I mean, for the most part, I think we are. According to a guy like Pinker, we are for sure. You know. It's uh, when you look back even a hundred years to the kind of atrocities we committed. Kamar, you could also make if you'd said move on, then that opens the floodgates for hate. You could also make an argument that um, at some point it will end, and that maybe they will be better for it. Like the Germans, you know what I mean, are nothing but like great people now. Like as far they're just like yeah, happy engineering. We don't mention. We do not mention fucking. Hitler, Nazis, you can't have... That's you know got to I mean? be like, where it comes they've from. They've gone above and beyond to clean their reputation up since that happened. There's an argument that could be made that maybe once China becomes the superpower, they then just apologize yeah. and go, look, from now on... It's like the liver king. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier to beg or for forgiveness than like, it is to uh, ask it's like the residential permission. schools. We can never forget, or do you want to find some common ground and move on? No, I think we should never forget. So there's never a chance that we repeat something like that ever again, because that was heinous. The problem with the residential schools, Kamar, is that we never really learned the full extent. We weren't really taught. Like It was always a cover-up. The Holocaust has been like fairly well-documented at this point. Residential schools were still finding like, you know... As the we're, public, we're, we're in the midst of it right now. That's what I'm saying. As far as the public is concerned... I had no idea that the... Res- when I went to school... I had no idea that was even happening. That wasn't something we were taught. There wasn't a part of our history class where they told us about what the Canadian government did to its own people. You know what I mean? That's my point. So this is why I'm saying that one's different. Like uh, 
you know, the residential schools, I think. No, but again, to my point, like, of course we should know about that, especially so we never do something like that again. So we're never tempted to do something like that again, because maybe it's just human nature to make people the way you are. And you need these reminders that it's okay to be different. Like, cause you're so closed off into your countries or whatever group of people's ideologies. Like, I don't know, man, that seems like a no brainer to me. And to try and argue about it just seems like, um, I didn't uh, like you're looking want to, to argue about it. To, he was simply trying to say whatever. I don't want to get involved. I just seems like a controversial thing for no reason, you know. No, Anyways, just, whatever. Moving on. Speak of no controversial, then Joe gets into talking about pool. Oh, he does love it. Makes sense. They bring on the color of money. Any guys seen the color of money? I don't want to do it for the movie game. I have a long time ago. I couldn't even tell you like what happens. So because of this, because of this podcast, I watch Aliens and the Color of Money. Does the color of money hold up? No. I Does aliens? Think so. I don't think up? it ever held up. <laughs> That's, aliens holds up. Uh, Paul Newman's performance in The Color Money holds up. Okay, he's just amazing, and he's so good looking. But the story isn't. He sees this guy play pool. Says, "I can, I can teach you how to hustle." They go on hustling. No matter how much he pleads with them, the guy won't fall. He always has to. He has to be the best. So. He, you keep winning like this, you'll never get the big dog. They go on. Now that I think about it, maybe it is a good movie. <laughs> Finally comes a thing like, fuck you. I can't work with you. You don't know what you're doing. You don't listen to me. Tom Cruise says, well, fine. We'll fuck off. And then um, Paul Newman's like, I got to get it back. So he goes and loses a bunch of money and realizes he can't see. So he goes to the, the eye doctor, gets glasses and realizes... He, he's lost his skill in pool because he couldn't wear glasses. Then he goes on a run to hustle, hustle, hustle. Then he goes to Atlantic City. Lo and behold, he meets the kid, Tom Cruise. They play. They come to them on the table. He beats Tom Cruise. Best day of his life. He's like, I knew I could do it. I knew I had it. Back of the room, <laughs> popping champagne. Tom Cruise knocks on the door. He's like, hey, what's going on? Hands in an envelope with $8,000. He goes, what's this? He goes, I tanked it. Wasn't that beautiful? I missed the eight ball on the left. He goes, I totally lost you on purpose and bet against you. And just like you taught me. And he's just destroyed because he thought he won fair and square. Throws the money in his face, quits the tournament, which he had gone on to the final round, withdraws and asks to meet Tom Cruise in the back room. They meet in the back room. He goes, I want your best right here and to play pool. Just the, the fact that it's pool. It's Maybe so it was just Tom Cruise <laughs> was playing him. Like Tom Cruise played him too. No, no, but I'm saying Tom Cruise, if you if you lose, you just go in and you tell the guy, Yeah, I lost on purpose. And he bet Here's well, he, eight thousand dollars. Because oh, he and you did actually make the bet. You don't do anything, man. He made the bet. Anyways, okay, he walks out laughing in his face. Okay, so that's all part of it. And you realize at this time, if there's no phones, what's on TV, you would be playing pool. You would be hanging around pool halls. Yeah. Like it, it, Come on, it, growing up, I wanted a pool table so bad. That was like a dream. Yeah. We used to hang around pool halls. All that the was, time. Uh, yeah. Or arcades. And then um, more pool halls. Poker had its second coming with, say, rounders. Okay. But I would say that was poker's first coming. First coming, first coming. Unless you consider cowboys. Like, I would say modern day, though, poker was never 
that was like the big uh, breakthrough for I mean, poker. P- pool had always been a game. This revitalized it. This hit like a right when Joe was at this time. So if they could make a cool pool movie now, maybe we'd get another pool resurrection. That would be cool. No, I don't the beautiful think so. thing about poker was you could play it online. You I could think play the phone friends. has destroyed a lot of these things. I still love pool. Anytime you guys want to get Taylor for pool, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, you play pool till you lose, and then you get frustrated. No, I really like pool too. I'm uh, that should I get be one of our feats. That should right be one of our feats of strength. Interesting. See who's better at pool? Hmm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, pool has come and gone. I don't think it'll ever come back. I, I, I'm sure people still play it. I think it just needs one good movie, man. I think you're wrong, or a series about pool or something. I don't I know. Mean, pool no, Hall I, Junkies was fucking garbage. This is what I mean. You need a good movie. Like Rounders was a good movie. <laughs> It was a good movie. Still holds up. Have we ever done that for the movie game? Yeah. We have. Eh? That movie still holds up. And it uh, still yeah. holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Still good. Still great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't like Matt Damon. I have a hard time watching him in just about anything. But I mean, he's I, cheesy in that, but it's still a great he's movie. Just, like, he's cheesy in everything he does, except for Goodwill Hunting. No, he know who that's he was. where he's the cheesiest. And I heard some comedian give the best take on yeah, Goodwill Lucy Hunting. Yeah, Lucy K. We've done on this. Oh, we have? Yeah. Uh, I like terrible. You like that's apples? Terrible. No, I'm allergic to them, <laughs> or whatever you. Yeah, want to that say. only works. More of an orange guy. Yeah. What are Matt, you? What are you talking about? <laughs> I heard Matt Damon tell a great story though, where he was like, "Yeah, John Malkovich came in for a table read for Rounders, and he sits down, and his first line, he's like, he said it like so bad, like he was like, I don't know why we <laughs> do this." And he was like, Matt Damon was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then he does the line again and like he does it more over the top. And then finally he's like, he does it the third time. And like, I guess he could see that I was looking at him like in a weird way. So he leans in and he goes, hey, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just love that story. Have you seen the Matt Damon story about Jack Nicholson in um, The Departed? No. Him describing how Jack Nicholson shot a scene like three times of killing someone and the things he would just say. We'll, we'll watch it one of these days. The one thing I will say about Matt Damon is he has a good sense of humor about himself. Like that whole shit they did with I'm fucking Matt Damon and that whole thing. That was all very funny. Back when Jimmy Kimmel was funny. You remember that? There's a bowl named after Jimmy Kimmel now. Yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel whole like uh, so- apologies to Matt Damon. Yeah, he just wouldn't uh, pretend, pretend to have him on. Yeah. So funny. It was funny. It was. Back when comedy was funny. It's remember not- though when he actually had Matt Damon on? And, and then, then he, he was like, right I away. really hate to do this. This is totally not my fault, but we're going to have to cut it early. And then Matt Damon gets so angry. I couldn't. I still think it's real. Really? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't know, man. Matt Damon looked legit. Pissed. He did look <clears throat> legit pissed, but maybe he's maybe just, he's a, just good a good actor. actor yeah. yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> That's all I have for Stavros. Nice guy. Wow. Good work on him to be. Uh... Well, we should have spent a little more time on the. Uh... The World Cup. Your mother? I'm done. Did you just bring my mother in? <laughs> I rated a three. God bless your mother. She's great. I know. I haven't my, seen her in forever. Tell her mother, I say hello. That's so weird. It's, what a weird thing to say. No, it's, a, it's like a fuck your, you know, hey, how you doing? Fuck your mother. I didn't that sort spend of enough time on my mother. Yeah. So rude. My oh. mom listens to this. She doesn't. Say hi to she her. doesn't know how to say listen to this. To I already, I just did. Shalom, Ada. Don't say my mother's name. He said shalom at least. It was like a disrespectful shalom. You can't go from be, from denying the Holocaust one week. Words to in my mouth. Throwing shaloms out the next. Why? Are you going to be a Holocaust denier and speak a little Yiddish? 
Why are those two mutually exclusive? Uh, I guess you could. It would be a real weird, tov real to weird have bad conversations. That's Chaim Tov to all. <laughs> yeah, give us some Hebrew. Mazel tov. A lot of chuchs. <laughs> you want you want some Hebrew? Yeah, yeah. A little Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu. I'm taking off the pants now. <laughs> that makes you horny? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, it's it gets Kamar. That gets Kamar. So How's your French? Great. Je veux parler un petit whoa, peu whoa, 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 whoa. Turn off the camera. Look at this guy trilingual. Ooh, ooh. So could you have like ooh, a, ooh. could you have a conversation in Hebrew? No. I only those are like You just know the Torah and, and stuff I just, like that. Not even. I'm okay. terrible. Like I just know a couple of bits and pieces of things I remember, you know what I mean? Gotcha. I give it a three. I know how to say Abba Baba Bayat, which means father comes home. Hmm. That's about it, man. I give it a three and a half. I give it a, uh, you give it a three and a half, eh? Like just, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not getting on you. I just generally, genuinely want to know. Still I, I, Still I loved this guy's energy. I thought he came in with great he, energy. He was fun. Sure. And I just thought Joe was because but like of this the guy's... conversations were so, um, been there, done that. Absolutely. You know? I guess so. So for that, I give like a two and a half. I'm just wondering how you give your, uh, you know. But I, I guess you throw around fives like it ain't no thing. So what was the last time I gave a five? First of all, I think you gave a five to, um, nope. uh, Honey, Honey, didn't you? Suzanne Santo. <laughs> that just brought down the house. Okay, well, here I we just, go. I think you can go fuck. All of yourself at this anyways, point. Like, anyways, you know, you gave a five to those other two musicians. I don't remember who they were. That's the why I just keys, why like I said two Black years Keys, ago. which is insane. So, so think about the Black Keys the first time they were on, you're five to the second time they were on. Yeah, that's sometimes that's how that happens. It probably that went down happened. to like a one. So, what? I'm just saying, it's weird. How you, is that? You weird? throw They're around fives like it ain't no thing, man, to the Black stop, Keys. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, you might give Sopranos overall a five, but you could give one episode a one versus oh, yeah. the next I mean, episode, listen, which you'd be like, I'm this just was saying a five. it's interesting that that happened. And then I was also saying that no, what's interesting, you throw around what's, five. What's interesting is that in 216 episodes, you've never <laughs> given one. Yeah, I mean, I've given some big numbers, though. No, it's I don't think not... you've given anything over like a 4.26849. No, that's not true. Nine, I've seven. given like 4.75s. I've come close no, no, before. No, no. Yeah, yeah, so. for no, sure. That for doesn't sure. sound right at all. That sounds very wrong, actually. And yeah, I mean, look, I don't remember which episodes you rated fives on. But I bet now in retrospect, you look back and you're like, I wish I had reserved those fives for something special. No, because I've probably given out like... Five five. So, what is out of two hundred and fifteen episodes where we rate yeah, on average? It doesn't three? matter. It doesn't matter. It's all good. <laughs> I just wanted to know why you thought this guy was so great. A I don't. Three, even, hold on. I don't hold even on, like the rating process at all. I wish we didn't Wait. rate things. Period. Wait, a three and a half is like that's an incredible rating to you. Like I, re- I went above and beyond with a three and a half. Um, what did you give it? A two eight. Oh, I haven't a three. I said a three. So I give it a 0. 0.5 no, more I than think you, I said and you're wondering point, I think what I said my problem is. Like, I don't get it. A 3. Either 5. way, he was a really nice guy. He Hold was on, really me... nice, but it was boring. Okay, well, just humor me. Did I say 4 or 4.5? Did I say no. either of those numbers? No. 5? Did no, I? No, no, no. no so no, 3.5. No. What do you want me about? 
I was just wondering where you were coming from. That's it. But you know what? Like I said, Matt, I wish we didn't rate it at all. I wish we were just, you know, talking Look, about you have a vote. If you want to cancel the the if you want to cancel the Jamie Vernon rating system. I would I wonder if people like I mean nobody listens anyways, but the few people who do listen, I wonder if they like the rating system or if they'd rather it just be like you can still trash the person, but you don't actually have to put a number next to it. Well, I mean, I no longer look at comments, so I don't know where you could tell us your answer, but yeah, let us know somewhere. I think it's caught on like wildfire and everyone loves it. Okay. The rating system? Yeah. Yeah. You also think that people watch your uh, weather. This is true. I watch it every day. This is do true. You? Yeah, it's the weather with Kamar. He doesn't do it on the weekends. I know. Weather doesn't happen on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There you go. All right. Well, we are going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill and we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm the type of person who always reads articles or watches videos whenever I have a question about anything. If I'm not sure how to do something, I always go to a how-to, make sure that someone smarter than me has already figured out the proper way to do it, measure twice, cut once. Well, life is very much like that, except life does not come with any how-tos or instruction manuals. There are no videos on how to live your life perfectly. We are all so different. We all have varying problems. And there is no user manual. And it's easy to feel stuck. And the challenges in life, especially during this very difficult holiday month, those challenges can start piling up and they can make you feel unsure of yourself. A trained therapist can help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and help you learn productive coping skills. Therapy in a way, can be the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine that you call you. I always had a problem with anger management. Anger was a thing that just the smallest thing could set me off, could ruin my day, which could ruin my week, and then it just snowballed from there. Simple anger management alone has helped me change my life completely, and that was just one small thing that I needed to work on. And believe me, there were many more. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash J-R-E-E. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash J-R-E-E. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. All right, we're back. Thank you so much to BetterHelp. Be sure to go and check them out. There will be a link in the description. Come on, name a number. 1910, Mark Leda. Simon, this one has to get at least a four from you, right? Um, I'm. I was glad to see him on as a guest. I felt like again there was just so much that we could have got to. No, but he, even okay. Go ahead, come on. He missed the boat. Like he should have been on longer. This ago. ship has sailed. I saw him first on No Jumper, and there was like all the stuff about. Uh, that girl who stole the money from him. Like there were, we don't, know, of, if, we don't know if that's true. Well, I would have liked to have known if it was exotic. True. Yeah. Exotic. You didn't you watch the whole exotic thing. I did. Yeah. So she's on, then she's, she's on three times. Yeah. She's on the first time. Does she steal his money? Gets Well, her pimp steals the money. Okay. She brings the pimp on in the second episode yeah. and he's like, I'm just trying to get out of this life by 
keep you here in this life. And then on the third one, he's like, yeah, Fly's in jail. He's doing a bid for murder, so he's out of my life now. Oh, I didn't see the third one. Because I think what happened is she, her first episode got $60 million, and he started GoFundMe <laughs> for her. It was managing the money and giving it to her. Thousands of dollars a day and stuff. And he started Thousands. realizing, you're asking for so much money, what's going on? And it was her proud pimp who was trying to get his cut. Yeah. Anyways, all interesting conversation to be had didn't, but whatever. So, that's but still, all. it was still interesting to hear him talk about how people perceive his work and how they think he's, you know, taking advantage of. I don't know if he's taking advantage, but I think he's a bit of a weirdo. You think he's a bit of a weirdo? Yeah. And I think he's more important than existing than he, if he did. But there's something weird about him. Mm. He was taking pictures of the homeless and is obsessed with subcultures and was doing uh, advertising photography. Mm-hmm. And advertising is the opposite of real life. Yeah. It's, just a, it's a weird mirror of the, the advertising world, the perfect looking burger, the perfect looking anything. Well, I think that's what he said, right? Is that mm-hmm. that was like his point? Drove him to wanting to have something way more real. But, I mean, we also know that he worked for Apple. <clears throat> and what we find out from the next guest is that, like... That is, that is the highlight of that episode. That they're fucking insane about how their products are portrayed. So I imagine that, like, working with Apple, it was... Everything had to be, like, touched up to the umpteenth degree and just, like, perfect beyond perfect. Um, But he decided that the photographs he was taking of these homeless people wasn't enough, so he started doing these interviews. And they're very... Just the facts, ma'am. I didn't realize that's why they would like show the pictures so prominently. Oh, you didn't realize that? In the thing. I always thought they did that because why did I think they did that? I don't know. Maybe for some like legal reason. I don't know. Anyways, but it makes sense now he's showing off as well. He's a great photographer. Like the photos he takes of all those people, they're always insane photos. Yeah, I mean, they look, and in a book, I imagine that would be really cool, too, you know? I tried to buy his book. He's not joking. It's exceedingly hard to get a hold of. Like, uh, have you ever seen uh, Esteban Oriol's pictures? I'm sure you have. Like, that has that certain, you know, feels like you're really getting into the underbelly of whatever uh, society that is. Same with, um, uh, fuck, what was his name from um, Stesic? Yeah, yeah, Craig Stesick from yeah. the Dogtown. You just really got yeah. that feel. Uh, my mom ah, bought this book hey. when we were kids. It was this, uh, I can't remember her name. It was a woman. She was a photographer. Just pulled the top off. Yeah. And um, she would go around to like all the freak shows and um, not even to freak shows. Like there'd be some with like weird bearded ladies and stuff. But then she'd also like just take pictures of like the other carnies, the like. People who worked on those shows were just fucking freak shows. If not freak shows, just kind of like, you know, down on their luck. Well, like he said, his isn't all, I mean, it's kind of now all mostly drug addicts and homeless, but like, you know, (coughs) he interviewed the whites, one of the whites from West Virginia. Um, yeah, that shit is that so inbred crazy. Appalachian family. What the fuck? The those are the whites, aren't they? No, no, those are that's a. I don't think so. Well, are he they? talked about the Appalachian family. Those are the Whitakers. The, the, the Whitakers. That's the it. The barking guy yeah. there, and yeah, it's crazy. The brother's mother's son. 
a brother's mother's son. You that too was cool that he told the story about how he nearly got killed trying to get their photos. How the guy, the neighbor came with a shotgun and was like, not today, brother. It's pretty interesting. Or I don't the know. fact that the cop was showing around going, oh, I got something for you. Well, that's like, exactly the guy you want to meet, man. And it, it, the one thing is uh, there is a big problem with drug use, but that isn't even drug use. That's just uh, gene crossing. But he's done 5,000 interviews. It's insane. And it's causing a physical, emotional toll on him. Which is a That's weird what he position. Says. He looks in. great. Does he look great? It was crazy, too, because he said, you know, I want to make sure that the interviews are, you know, like legible. Uh, people understand what the other people are saying because some of the. So I can only imagine the ones that don't make it to cut because some of these meth heads or the fentanyl people, you can't understand shit that's coming out of their mouth, you know? But I think in some of them, some of them probably acted up and are annoying and just like... I mean, yeah, I guess acted up and it just seems like... uh, He pays people to do the interviews. Well, that makes sense. He pays people to find people to do the interviews. That also makes sense. Um, These people have no self-esteem. Like it, it's 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 it, everything in their. Um, I know that it's just it's like <laughs> no. This is what he says. They have no self esteem. Their self worth is so low. Um, and I've tried to help these people, and you can't you can't even help them, which was just this the stunning thing to say. Well, that's what he was, and then I thought he was going to get into that's like the perfect segue into the whole. <laughs> What was her name, Kamar? Exotic. Exotic story, and it just never went there. It's like Joe didn't know about it to press it, and he wasn't going to put it forward because he probably doesn't like talking about it. I mm. think he was weary about bringing her more um, pressed just for her to get um, popular again and start OnlyFans and another well, guy again, pimp her out. we'll never know because Joe didn't ask the questions. So. Wah, wah. Well. In Joe's defense, like he watched a bunch of soft white underbelly videos. Like, what more do you want the guy to do? You want him to TMZ Mark Leda or like I don't, I don't know. Uh, you you only knew because it's Brett a significant told you, issue I though, and you. there was the follow up, and it's recent. you never would have known. No, no, I knew because I was watching a lot of soft white underbellies, and it just you know one thing recommends to another to another. Next yeah, but never in the interviews does he mention that he, she potentially robbed him, right? No, but I think when you click on the, uh, what's her name, Kamara? Exotic. Exotic video, it shows you like recommendations for a bunch of other videos. Okay, and one I see of what you're saying. I see like, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, a, yeah, and a video not made by Mark Later. Co- correct. Like conspiracy. A, about, yeah, yeah, which yeah, gotcha. I watched many of. So The rabbit hole, so to speak. There you go. Simon, Simon doesn't listen to a lick of music in a week because he's just down these fucking rabbit holes. Yeah. Exactly. You trying to find out you shit think he, he has about. smoked pot before. Yeah, that was weird. But he's never smoked pot. And I wonder if that could uh, ease his uh, mental anguish from what he's doing. It just sort of... It'd be hilarious it if he started smoking pot and then like a year later he's on fucking... You know he's what, living on Skid Row. Well, you know what would really ease his... This process for him? Not Her- doing it. Heroin. That would yeah. definitely ah. ease it. That's this is the best thing to never try those things is to have heroin addict after meth addict after heroin. Well, it addict. really is a good uh, scared straight straight without even like intending it to be. You know? Well, I mean that's his proposition, and like I said, someone there's a video of a girl who got seen 
Like her family said, oh, there she is. It got out with oh, her. Oh, no like, way. So Crazy. People out there, it serves more good than any of the idea of exploiting these people who are like down and out already. Well, yeah. And it certainly isn't like Hollywooding it up. It's not making any kids want to go out and try these drugs. Like none of these well, hopefully stories. Hopefully it's, it's, it's discouraging. Yeah, None of these stories are look at me now. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe you can watch follow-up videos, but these ones when there's been nobody who I've been like, well, that makes me want to fucking try heroin. They seem to have done fine. You know what I mean? Do you think this could inspire someone to want to do this? To want to film them? Picking people downtown. Just taking pictures of, because uh, I was on my way to work the other day and there was a guy just passed out drunk. And Taking the, pictures of like that kind of gritty shit seems like the most interesting stuff to photograph. I don't know. And then I agree. It's, it's also probably the most um, obtrusive. morally questionable. So this guy was just sprawled on the ground at the base of the uh, escalator and there's police and firefighters around him. He was clearly just wasted. But then up top, when I got out, I saw them. They were they had confiscated like a full ball of vodka and a can of beer. What do you think happens to that stuff? The cops drink it. No, I think they throw it in the garbage. A little hobo Dump rum later. We we uh, we ideally think the best thing is to <clears throat> donate it or waste it. Donate it to who? I think they waste it. The I food think bank they themselves. Pour, it, pour it into the gutter or into a sink or whatever. Because th- they don't even go in these places, I guess. I think if they find drugs, maybe that's a different story. But I don't know. Like, they don't want the fucking no one wants a homeless whiskey, person's vodka, know? obviously. It's a brand new bottle. Actually, you dude, saw I've... that it hadn't been open, Kay? You could see the... Uh... Well, it, maybe it had been open and looked full. Dude, yeah. I have a funny story. I brought these... When I was going to Gloucester, I brought all these kids to the Glebe one day. I was like, oh, we'll get some weed. We'll skip school. We'll go to the Glebe. I'll show you boys where like I grew up. So I bring them down, and we end up behind the home hardware smoking a joint, and this homeless guy spider comes up out of nowhere, and he's drinking blackberry brandy at, like, 11 in the afternoon. And this kid that I brought with me, like, he's like, you guys want a swig? And I was like, oh, my God, absolutely not. Like, this guy had shit in his beard all over his lips. He looked disgusting. And sure enough, one of the kids I was with was like, fuck, yeah, I want to sip. And I was like, oh, my God, this is absolutely just, this is abhorrent behavior. Hepatitis B or whatever. (laughs) spider he died i think these people may be living in the same sort of conditions that we imagine when i was talking about uh early times with stavros and how gross people were yeah (coughs) with with plastic added to the mix and horrible drugs because it was people weren't smoking cigarettes back then maybe they're smoking pipes but well mostly i think it was just um liquor opium probably Oh yeah, lot of, imagine yes, that. yeah, a lot of opium, yeah, a lot of opium, yeah. And the cops can't. This is this is not a police problem. It's interesting how when uh, in when we had the um, occupation, or whatever, and the police came out and said that this is not a police problem. They're like, what do you mean it's not a police problem? Who else is going to do it? But it's more a discussion that it's like on the big scale, the police are not going to ever fix this. The police are here to help you with it, but. They could please arrest every single person at Skid Row and it just goes away. I mean, I guess it's they a social could. problem. Well, how long do you theoretically? But, but what do you do? How long do you arrest? Like, how long do you hold them for? I guess is the question. Yeah, and right, because like, how long can you hold? And then what? When you release them, what happens? They obviously end up 
in the same place. So you haven't really, are you fixing the problem? Like, mm-hmm. cause he said it's terrible role models, mental health and drug addiction leads to homelessness. In most cases, rarely there's a person who's just ended up homeless. It's, you have to have two of these things for sure. And your chances of, uh, ending up like this. And it's also something about the warm weather. Yeah, of course. There are homeless people that being said in Ottawa. Not a lot. Some though. Well, there are definitely some, With, and it's gotten worse because, like, the glebe has become. Uh, it's that getting never used. It's to getting worse everywhere, and they got in the discussion of like these people who are trying to fix it aren't trying to fix it. Sorry, when I said not a lot, there's definitely a couple hundred homeless people in Ottawa for sure, which is too many. Yeah, I agree. But what I'm saying is, for a city of a million people, we don't have like. I mean, Vancouver's fucked. As someone a part who of Vancouver, Vancouver totally Toronto is Toronto has a shit ton of fucking homeless people spread out. Dude, New York, man, was I wrong? I mean, I'm maybe it'll turn around, but New York post COVID is a goddamn hellscape. Fourteen hundred people in Ottawa. Wow, that's oh, way that's higher than it. I thought. Wow, you thought it was three hundred? Well, I just think about the mission in Canada. It's twenty two hundred thirty five thousand. Majority in Vancouver. There's a lot of homeless people in Vancouver. It's just, it's a weird thing. They also got into like, as if we're sending money to another country. Yeah. Or anyone sending foreign aid. Well, that. With it, these issues. As when you have those, it, absolutely. I, I mean, I agree with that. But the problem you is have that. You to clean up your own garden the, first. The problem is that money would go to these organizations that just want to maintain homelessness, never wanting to actually solve it to keep their jobs. Like anyone, anyone cannot walk around and say, I'm in. Since in our lifetime, it's gotten worse. Say, uh, what do you do with a straight face? You go, I'm working on the homeless. Because whatever you're doing, you're not doing Couldn't a really rich person just like decide they're going to donate the money and then make sure it gets done the right way? Like Elon could do that if he wanted to. He just chooses to spend his money on things like Twitter, you know? But what does done the right way mean? Is it only not done the right way because these people want to keep their jobs? No, probably because it's going through the government. And the government is so like corrupt at this point that exactly what you're saying, they just want to keep their entity alive. So they'd rather homelessness exists than it doesn't. I guess it's the same idea as like the pharma companies wanting you sick. Yeah. But we've had this discussion before where like, I refuse to like, listen, let's say you're making 200 grand a year in a government job where they're like, you have to solve homelessness. If you solve the homeless problem, you're going to get a better job. Well, obviously not, according to what they're saying, right? But, yeah, that... but according to who? The podcast host that we listen to all the time? Like, what I, I'm just saying, in the, in the normal world, if you do a really stellar job and you accomplish the goal you were set out to accomplish, they don't just fire you. They then find a, another position where you can do more well, good work, right? I mean, I'm not sure that's how it works in the government because well, there's we know the only so many useless. jobs and so much money, right? But I don't know, because that... So let's say you have a, a department of a thousand people who are working to solve homelessness in Los Angeles. Okay. A hundred people, whatever the hundred, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they solve homelessness. Yeah. And then where do they put those hundred people? Hotels. Again, you can you can find well, other they're t- not homeless. They work for the government. I'm saying, like, do they just absolve them into on. another well, department? Just, I or? Think, oh, point, once they solve the problem. Yeah. My point is what I'm saying. If you have a group of a thousand people that just solved homelessness, they're obviously a very um 
well-equipped group to solve problems. So you should probably just, it's not like we don't have a litany of issues. So maybe just get them all that same group of a thousand onto the next issue. Hey, you know what? Maybe you guys can start working on our healthcare. Well, listen, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. But I am totally, I wrong? No, you're not. But we also know that, like, let's take the military. Okay. You know that in any branch of the military, let's say you're in charge of... Um, I know, you want a bigger budget every year, I get it. And if you don't spend what they allotted you, you will get less the next year. I know, That's but- just the way the system works. So everybody is going to waste their money no matter what, because they want to make sure that they get more... Okay. Or at least the same amount next year. But again, year. hear me out. It still works in my scenario where it's like, yeah, we solved homelessness. Now we're on to health care. We need a bigger budget because we spent all of our budget trying to solve homelessness. And we go, yep, yeah, we'll sign off on a bigger budget because you got something done. I think no ma- I hear what you're saying. The best of the best are going to end up getting their job. No matter what, that department is going to close and people are going to lose their jobs. And I guess the idea is that they're afraid of that. Okay, but I got to push back again too. Like you... You don't solve homelessness. It's an ongoing issue. And the real problem is it's it begins systemically at like the beginning. It's like the argument of like, you know, let's say you're at a city council meeting and they're debating like where they're going to allocate money. And you could have someone saying, well, I think we need to allocate more money to like parks and libraries. And then someone could say, well, we got a high crime rate. So we actually need to delegate more money to the cops. If you want to fix the problem down the road, you should probably build more parks and libraries. But if you want to fix the problem right now or not really fix the problem, just like band-aid it, then you should probably spend more on costs, right? Listen, I agree. I'm not saying you don't. I agree with everything you're saying. I just, obviously, it's not done that way or else it'd be fixed by now. They're throwing enough money at it. I just think it's like, listen, this guy has interviewed 5,000 people. Let's assume most of them are on the fringes at, at best. Who, Joe Rogan? No, no. Oh. Mark Leda. Okay. Um, even he, after all those interviews, and again, I know he's not trained in like, you know, psychology or anything, but even he is like, I don't see how you could, like you could throw endless money at this and it wouldn't fix it. I mean, you know that you can't, you can't make someone want to be better. They got to, that's the first step is them going, okay. And like, like he said, like there was a homeless guy that used to hang out in front of my bar. And I remember one day he came up and he was like dead serious. He's like, I'm getting clean. I got a job offer, like, because I used to give him my uh, staff meal every once in a while. And he was like, yeah, I got a job offer. Like, I'm, I'm cleaning up. And I was like, great. And then, like, he showed up the next day all shaven, like, looking like he had had a shower and a shave. And I was like, wow. He's like, yeah, I'm going to start my job today. I'm like, dude, that's fucking great. Good for you. And then three days later, you know, he's not looking all shaved and he's out there drunk. And I was like, what happened to the job? He's like, ah, you know, uh, things didn't work out. And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Are we just supposed to have a certain population that is that? And I feel like I'm talking to school because the people working on homelessness are basically social workers, right? No, I think what That's Simon's saying. Line. Hold on, those those people are doing good work. What yeah, Simon's saying is what Simon's saying is the bureaucratic bullshit is what Simon's talking about. We're all aware that social workers are out there doing the hardest, but I'm sure they're overwhelmed. And of it's course, like Look, whatever it is, whatever it is, it's, it's not. It's not working. Whatever everybody's doing is not working, right? Like. Obviously, one of the problems it's gotten exponentially worse. Well, again, if we had just legalized drugs 25 years ago, 30 years ago, that's a, that's always going to be a huge thing. We come around to we'll also get on the next. So one. they just created their own homeless problem by making drugs illegal. No, no. But I'm just saying is at least if you're t- if everyone's going to be hooked on drugs, 
you might as well get some tax money from it as opposed to giving it to a cartel down south. Well, totally. And the idea of that tax money is then you take it and you put it into education and and helping people who want to get clean and all of those things, like the things you claim you don't have the money to afford. Guys want to have sex. So sorry, just sorry, just one last thing. No, I, so I really want to. The dive fact, deep the fact that they're going. doing that, Matt, yeah. tells you that it's in their best interest, right? Yeah, I'm just playing Diablo Avocado in that again. Like we know how the market works, and if if you do a good job, like. I have a tough time believing that you're all of a sudden going to be homeless because you've done such a good job. That just sounds like a a system that works the way it's supposed to work. And we are not dealing with that. Go ahead, Kamar. Go with your weird segue. I want to dig deep into it. And they want to pay for it. And there's girls who want to sell it. And then there's guys who are dicks and beat up girls. And then whatever environment in life makes it so there's pimps. Because that's like the predator on... Within the system, as if shitty stuff is about enough, you make your living, but you're protecting and you're taking advantage of it. It's just a horrible relationship, which is a lot of these prostitutes probably aren't homeless. Having a legal prostitution really, or sorry, yeah, a legal prostitution doesn't make sense. Nope. Illegal. Yeah, yeah yes. illegal. Because yeah. it creates so it much. It should be legalized. It should be a... Yeah, then you can protect sex workers. You can Look, there are, there are other uh, businesses that are fringe and they exist and they're afforded the same rights as everybody else. They don't have to operate. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like you're making this, like Kamar said, this illegal thing that is then involving in a crim- criminal element that doesn't need to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same as the drugs, but that, like, look, I get it. The drugs is hard. Legalizing prostitution, though, that seems like it would only help the prostitutes. But it seems like... Am I wrong? The no, I, drugs I help the pimps control the prostitutes. I know, but if the prostitutes were, like, not having to... Well, they wouldn't have to be with the pimps, and they wouldn't have to take the drugs, like... And, and wouldn't he have to be with said, the pimps, so take the drugs. The whole problem is human greed. Well, I think we can all agree on that. Everyone wants money. Everyone wants something for their money. It's just like, it's horrible. Why it can't be fixed. That was his position. And he thinks it's education. You know, he said, fuck trigonometry. Like, learn oh, how to I mean, like, I to- treat people. I totally agree with that. You have to do way more empathy taught in school and stuff When like are that. you ever going to use, like, the maths you learn? I mean, he made a great point, too, that he's like, in this day and age, we all have computers in our pockets. So a lot of that stuff that you might have had to learn back in the day, you can now Google it, pull it up in two fucking seconds. It's, it's like, so antiquated. The idea that you would even use that calculator. You, you know what I mean? Well, that too. Like, think about it. You used to like, let's say complex math. You used to have to carry like a mat, you know, one of those big ass calculators with you. That comes on your phone now. Like you flip your phone to the side. It's got all that extra shit. You don't need. So unless we think we're going back into the dark ages. Yeah, I mean, listen, teach, you need to teach basic math 100%. But I think to go into the deeper stuff, like, dude, you'd be better off at this point in the world, you'd be better off teaching us how to fucking farm or build a fire or carve a... He did know. say if you want to be an engineer, then be an engineer. But just our priorities are a bit out of whack, maybe. Well, and if you think about China, like, <laughs> we've taken this we've taken this incredible technology and we just use it for shit. Whereas China's over there and they're like, we're surveillance. We're going to use this. Well, surveillance, but they also, they're like, the, like kids, think about it. They're like, you can use this for an hour a day to watch scientific videos. 
He talked about um, hating and, you know, when you hate something, it hurts yourself. How do you think you learned what hate was? Did someone teach you hate or did you vicariously hear someone say they hate something and you adopted it? You no, know, understand no. it as a concept of like you felt the hate. thing you dislike the most. I don't like that. No, you mean you hate that. <laughs> and how does that amplify to someone hating someone? Like besides just, I hate Chinese food. <laughs> that didn't come out right, but. No, even that. I, think I when, hate. I think when you're very young, you'll find someone you hate. I hate watching baseball. Like you, do, I don't really hate it, but what hate means to you and how you learn as a kid, maybe you're seven or eight years old. Because so many people use it as a hyperbole. I think you know what makes you angry and then you just put the word to it. I don't know. As your vocabulary grows. Yeah. Well, how many things do you truly hate? Like truly. I don't hate anything. Hate to me feels like a prolonged, sustained thing. And even in that, it cannot exist. Good question. What I hate it when I what? stub my toe. I hate I hate it when I make stupid decisions. All of my control. Mm-hmm. But someone I hate, like I don't have that. Person. I hate when my parents tell me to do things when I don't want to do them. I think it's pretty like just normal what are you, for a kid to no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not me, you fucking dum dum. I'm saying like if example. you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were saying it. I was like, oh, Simon. <laughs> I hate going to school. I hate exams. <laughs> like when my mom tells me to do stuff I don't want to do. I was like, oh, okay. That's the fucking weirdest thing I've ever heard you say. But then he also brought up with the human uh, nature of people winning the lottery and squandering it. No, as you say, if you win that money, you could just put it in an account. I want to know for I feel real, though, are, if that happens. I feel there are tons of stories like that about people who squander. What about all the people who win the lottery and just, just live the off. best yeah. fucking life ever? That would be an interesting uh, study. Like, it's really not hard to win. Like, let's say you win 50 million. I bet it's million. 50-50. Let's say you win 50 million. How hard is it to go into the bank and go, how can I live off this for the rest of my life very comfortably? Dude, someone in that bank will sit you down, and you're that right away you're set. So I don't understand how like that many people could go broke. You heard about the test where the one person won the lottery and one person broke their their back, couldn't walk anymore, and they interviewed them, and then a year later they interviewed them, and emotionally their baseline, one was really low, one was really high, and a year later they were back to normal. Like, do you? I still won the lottery. Like two years later, where's? I'm still a millionaire. Well, like, if you win a billion, you. that's a whole different story. Oh, if you yeah. listen, if you, you win, win $50 million dollars and you blow it all, that's not crazy. If I win two million dollars tomorrow, I'm locking a hundred and ninety thousand of it. Or sorry, what do I win? Two million? I'm locking one point nine million of it up right away. One point nine million dollars is going away. It's just locked up, yeah. And a hundred thousand dollars you're gonna play with and keep it going. Yeah, hundred thousand too. And then and then someone comes and says they they have a wicked club and restaurant. They want ten thousand dollars to buy oh, in. I'm not the guy because that's what happens, right? You have lots of money and people come with you with a bit of here, a bit of there. Yeah. You buy a house for your mom. My mom doesn't need a house, so oh, that's interesting. I would like. Oh, I would buy her, I guess, a log cabin. But with that, your hundred thousand dollars, two million, you wouldn't have any sort. Of, you'd get a nice car. I would buy my mom a nice car. Okay, so you got a car. 
a nice car is that's fifty thousand dollars. I'd spend a hundred grand on her. So there, so one point eight is locked up. Stupid. <laughs> Why? But right there, who cares? One point eight is locked up. So what? Do, what is? What difference does it make? We're trying to figure out how to win the lottery and have a life, man. But you're weird because what two million dollar lottery do you know of? All the lotteries now are like fifty million. There's a lottery. Million. I'm thinking of buying a ticket next week. It's in Ontario and it's a uh, hundred dollars for a ticket. The scratch ticket. Yeah, I saw. It, you have a one in twenty five thousand. Forty chances. Forty draws at a million dollars. Forty draws at a million. That's good. Those yeah. are good odds. Yeah. We'll do that. By the way, for our American listeners, they don't tax winnings up here. So you win a million, you get a million. And then you in so you you spend a hundred thousand dollars to your mom, even though she doesn't need anything. So the one point nine is now one point eight because you had to take another hundred thousand yeah. dollars for yourself. You're going to shower us with stuff, no, right? I'm not. Dude, you got to realize, Kamar. Here's what you're forgetting: the one point eight locked up is going to make me 180 grand in the first year. So but then you, you and you've got to live off the $100,000 for the year. If I want 100 million, I would like take care of everybody, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, do you play the lottery? Yeah. Do you play the lottery? Uh, I'll buy like five tickets a year probably. Yeah, so Whenever it gets like stupid big with the stupor. The chance of that happening. If I win 100 million, first thing I do is I buy a massive plot of land and I build like seven massive beautiful homes on it. And then I just get my parents and my five closest friends, and they're all moving in. So that way we're all close and good. We live in a nice little. But like, you get compound. held up for the first year finding that plot of land. Whatever, who cares? Rezoning. Well, what? Just... What do you have at that point? But time. You have a hundred million dollars. You going back to work? Rezoning and contractors. Yeah, Kamar makes it seem you're one of those mo money mo problems pricks. Look at this <laughs> asshole. Like, anyways, um, move on, Kamar. There's no instruction manual for people. It is sort of cool. There's no like you know you sound like our BetterHelp ad right now. I know yeah. you don't listen to our show, but that's exactly one of the lines. Yes, there is no instruction booklet. Show me a great man with a son who is a great man. It was something like that. Something I don't want to bore you the details of what it meant, but if you don't have a great son, are you a great man? Like, is failing as a dad sort of uh, negative of being great? I think we that's know people that have great parents, but they turned out pretty shitty. Because they're talking about Michael Jordan, what an asshole he was, and like. Is that who you want to be? But I mean, of course, you, you want those championships and stuff. That's what I'm saying. What bar do you hold, though? Like, you want to be happy? Would I trade me being or feel like the greatest? Yeah, I don't know. And as you get older, obviously, it goes way more towards happy because there's less things you can be great with, unless you're going to do some record of how many sweaters you can put on, <laughs> which is still attainable. <laughs> That's his That's go to. How it's many sweaters? It's almost like you on? have to be an influencer. You, if you're in, in the game, you're an influ- you're, you are an influencer. To what level? Like Joe was like talking as if influencers was something he was not, mm-hmm. but he is an influencer. I know, but only by <laughs> proxy, like only because that thing exists. He didn't go out looking to be that. It, it was not like most influencers do. And end to his means. I mean, you know what, Simon? I will say that. Oh, I guess influencer is a weird one, but I think a lot of people. Maybe now it's a little different, but if you think about all the big people, they didn't really start off as like, I want to be an influencer. Because all the big people in reality started off like a couple of years ago before it was what it is now. It made Does itself. Like, I mean, like Logan came before influencer. Logan Paul wanted to be an influencer. Oh, he's no, because when he started on YouTube, he was just a kid. Yeah, is that just that CoffeeZilla thing? Three parts. Did you see it? No, what? I don't think it's enough to take him down. I saw the CoffeeZilla thing all about um, no, so he's doing FTX. A, he's doing a three. And FT is all I have to say. 
He's doing a three-part on Logan Paul's. Remember I was telling you last year? About oh, how the he had NFTs. These, these zoo. The zoo. We thought it was a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, okay. you thought it was a great idea. If they drew it, I said it yeah. was a good idea. Like, calm down. No, they, they, they stole the doing. JPEGs. It's, the whole thing's a scam. Yeah, no one got no one got paid. They made a lot of money. Oh, no. And, so he's and doing... the NFTs are like not even real. In well, the sense that a lot of people just got a photo of an egg, and it, they can't open it or interact with it. And, interesting. Yeah. YouTube yeah, demonetized a lot of his stuff. And Could I don't they think... possibly win a dinner with Logan Paul no. or something? That no. wasn't on the table? That wasn't on the table. Yeah, he did say it. It was funny, too. No, wow. that was a different one. There's 99 projects or something. No, uh, that was Trump's. YouTube NFT. demonetization. And uh, YouTube is way stricter than you think because you see people swear on and stuff and you think anything goes, they're not getting, they're not making money. Like it is monitored and you Mm -hmm. have to be really squeaky clean. And you could put this on up and we're not getting monetized, but it's not getting promoted. Like there's so many things because this is a PSA. We've all agreed what he does. It's weird because when he says that, like, like when he was like, it's weird that they would cut this off from kids. I'm also kind of like, when I was like a, a teenager, I never would have watched. I don't think I would have watched that. I don't think a lot of people would have watched that. I think as an adult, you watch that because it's. Ah, but he pushed back. The, he'll let the teenagers watch these crazy graphic rap videos. And I'm not saying that's you're missing my point. I'm not saying I have a for pro- monetization purposes. Well, I understand that. Yeah. YouTube. Listen, we, we've talked about this a million times, how they have this disconnect where. Like I saw this comedian do this bit where he's like, they canceled this uh, Christmas song that was on the radio because it had rapey vibes. And he was like, the same week they canceled this Christmas song, Wet Pussy uh, by like yes. Megan the Stallion yes. was the number yes. one song. And he reads the lyrics side by side and it's fucking insane. You're like, wow, that is that is kind of lunacy. They were mad at it's cold out there. Yeah. Look at you fall apart. He was just belting out all the tunes. Now he's like, I gotta get home. Yeah, baby, baby don't leave. I got these pills. Please, you're pulling on my sleeve. Look at, <laughs> Look at Michael Bublé over here. Just go out already. <laughs> <laughs> he was sure that there's got to be winners and losers, and that's a weird thing. That there has to be winners and losers life, because. You know, someone takes the energy, someone loses when you see on the sports. Mm-hmm. Like we just watch, obviously, Argentinos are winners, France is losers, and it paying. It's the same energy that you talk about when a bunch of money disappears, doesn't get lost in the economy or goes somewhere. Winners or losers, sort of like a parallel of just energy switching. Well, I mean, anytime you've gotten a job and been amped on it, 15, 20 people didn't get that job. You know what I mean? Winners and losers. They might go get another job. Maybe they get a better job. Who knows? And they, and he, it's nothing personal on you, and they they can hate. I hate whoever got that job, but I don't know who they are. But I also think if you talk to most winners, they'll tell you that they spent a great deal of time losing. Does that make sense? Like I, well, like well, they said the example. A bunch of these guys had to fail a bunch of times yeah, for these point. companies yeah. to be. A lot of people go through a lot of adversity, and then you find a way through and. That's what I'm hoping for. And then my last point I had about him, I mean, he messed up something about $12,000 a month, but he corrected it. He says the movies are about him, and they're creepy. He's creepy. I give what, it I give it a four. What movies are about him? He says all these movies, it's saying something about him. About, I mean, his reactions, the way he he asks, where are you from? How'd you grow up? Who's your parents? Like, it's, it's very basic questions. So it's it's hearing him understand his 
obsession with this. That's what he said. The movies are about him. I give it a four. I give it a four. I give it a three point seven. Yeah, you know that was coming. What a piece of shit. No, it was good, but I think it could have been way better. I think it got at the end, like the whole last hour was oh, like this, no. like he went out of his way to bring up the father and... sodomizing his daughter and oh. the surgery. Yeah. Yeah, that was Oh, that was horrible. That was he dark. didn't that have to tell horrible. that story. No, we didn't need to hear that. Prodded yeah, no, himself that was to say fucking it. horrible. But still interesting person to be out there. No yeah, it was great. It was great. I don't trust on. We need more episodes like this. More 1911 three, more Mark 3.7s. Okay, I'm sorry. You know what? I give it a four. Hit the button. We have an agreement. Coerced four. 1911 Mark Bowl. Former reporter for Rolling Stone, Salon, Fox News. No, he, 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 he never did Fox News because he's a total he's a total liberal Hollywood elite. Have you seen the Hurt Locker? Yes, this guy made the Hurt Locker after doing one week. Fox News. Am I hitting this button? Is that oh. you know you are? It's the JRE movie game. The time has come again for that. It's the movie game. We're about to go head to head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much did it make at the box office this week. We're doing Hurt Locker, which is a movie written by the guest this week, Mark Bowl, directed by Catherine Bigelow, that won the Oscar for Best Screenplay. So he was a reporter, went on a week. Um, so hold on, did he win Oscar for Best Screenplay? Best Screenplay for that movie. Okay. Um, he went on a walk with a group of... Um, American bomb disposal ordinance, I guess it was, in the Iraq war for a week. And off of that experience, he wrote down that movie, which is called The Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. The, the Hurt Locker. <laughs> what is <laughs> Hurt Locker. Jesus. Starring Jeremy Renner, the, Anthony Mackie. Hurt Lurker. Brian Girardi, <laughs> Evelyn Lilly, Ralph Fiennes, David Morse, and Guy oh Pierce. Oh, my God. The Hurt Lurker. The Hurt Lurker. Okay, what do you got, Maddie? Uh, for a year, I said 2013. I said 2011. Ooh, Simon, close. 2008. Oh. <laughs> you always should go with your first. That was thing. for the Hurt Lurker? Or yeah, the Hurt yeah Lurker? that's the Hurt Lurker. <laughs> the Hurt Lurker. <laughs> the Hurt Lurker. Get in the game. He's like, he's like the Swedish chef. The Hurt Lurker. Hurtkin Lurkin. Hurtkin Lurkin. Oh, fuck, man. That's funny. Did you tell us about the movie yet? Yeah, it's about, I told you exactly. He was a reporter, I think, with Rolling Stone magazine. He went for a week and uh, shadowed a bomb disposal ordinance. And based on that, he uh, wrote this. He got Best Director and Best Screenplay. So he won the uh, Academy Award. Bigelow got the She won the Best Director. And these films, like he does say in this, there's a weird sort of um, disconnect. The way these films are shot of like, no one's there's no way to actually think sort of thing what it's just happening okay i'm ready 
It won Best Picture as well. <clears throat> the Hurt Locker did. Yes, mm-hmm. it did. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I said it cost forty million and it made one hundred and sixty. I said it cost seventy two and it made one seventy seven. Budget fifteen million. How much? Fifteen million. One five. Yeah, wow. they probably shot it in a day. Okay. They probably no. Oh. Well, they probably did a week, a week doing off. the shots in the. They're okay. not actually at war. Box yeah, office. <laughs> um. Forty nine point two million. Forty nine. Oh my yeah. god! It was a, it, so it was a critical off. success. As soon as he said it won Best Picture, I was like, I've gone way. She made over no budget. money. Yeah, she made no money. So this guy's high off his jock because he did that. He also did uh, Zero Dark Thirty. You guys saw that? Yep, it's a good one too. But I still got that sort. It almost feels like it's a documentary. Zero Dark Thirty. The weirdest thing about it was like they killed Bin Laden, and then in literally the time it takes to make a film, they released the film. The Hurt Lurker? No, As Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty? Like, Dark Thirty. <laughs> no, but how often does that happen where they kill a head uh, of, uh, of like a terrorist organization and then literally three months later, there's a movie about the the top secret mission. Yeah, that's to peculiar. To pull said, said mission off. It's very odd. So this guy is a reporter that writes realistic war CIA stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or we have a Navy SEAL that does it, uh, like the uh, our other guest who did uh, the one with Chris Pratt. These oh, the same guys name? in what's essence. His name? One guy's a writer and he's making this ten hour thing, and this guy's a journalist. Um, so he's selling Apple TV. Basically, he shows on Apple TV. Doesn't sound like he's a good marketer. He really thinks he's the greatest thing ever to film. Um. He gets into the portrayal of masculinity. He goes, Jolene's is like, go on. And he's like, well, you know, I mean, people talk to each other. And Joe got him on that. So he backed him off there. Um, He's on TikTok. Okay. Of course he is. Isn't everyone? And thinks it's fine. No, we all think it, I, I am. But I, I feel bad now. I literally feel bad. Like he's like doing a drug or something. Like, stop. Get off it. And uh, he doesn't care about TikTok. Yet he did two years research on Trump and Russia, but has nothing to say about it. Yeah, that was odd. No, he said he had lots to say, they, and well, they what, shut him down. Why did he? He had a great platform now after two years of research yeah, as a journalist, yeah. or is he holding on to try to write a movie or something? Maybe, album? maybe well, he has something he wants to put. Bullshit! Out he had nothing. He spent two years researching. I think he was on your side, saying that there was no Russian collusion. And that's why they shut him down because the media is a liberal enterprise and they didn't like that. Like even when people agree with you, you can't fucking. He doesn't like fighting. And Joe described the Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo. Like if you remember that way and look at that way, it's the greatness of it. It is a very exciting story. Oh, Joe was telling that story like his nipples were like a legend, like the legend. And it's, it's so sad how sort of, Conor McGregor's turned out now. Well, now they're going back and forth at each other on Twitter. Because Joe is just so taken back by his ability to do that under that pressure at that moment. I mean, it was pretty fucking impressive. It's an extraordinary performance under pressure, which we saw Messi do today. Which He got into a weird thing about, oh, are you going to beat someone at basketball and then uh, say, I'll fight you? But are you going to fight someone and say, okay, you beat me up, but I'll beat you at basketball? <laughs> what? Well, no, that Joe was said. Fighting's the ultimate thing. Yeah, but I, I can beat you at soccer. Say, well, 
you maybe better talk about a kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Like kick your ass. You know? <laughs> okay. Well. well, I'm better at soccer. <laughs> to the soccer pitch. Yeah, but it still was a weird flex. Team sports, it's weird. Because it was also like, yeah, and I could just go get a gun and shoot you. So, like, I don't really understand the, like, people, Joe understands that sports are, like, a competitive thing still, right? Just because someone doesn't die or get CTE. I guess, though, if you're looking for the sport that has the most. Yeah, the dire um, straits, I understand, but. That would be a. Dire consequences, not straits. That's a fucking. And it has to be preparation. (laughs) But everything has to be preparation. Like if you think Steph everything, Curry, everything is desperate. Exactly. Any example you say is not like they're born and it's they all, just had the mojo. It's, it's all, all preparation, preparation and inflammation. Preparation, avoiding inflammation. Exactly. Simon. I mean, you know, you could use an example like John Jones, who seems like maybe no preparation. Like a, I mean, we know there's outliers, right? So, well, yeah, John Daly. Like there are lots of people who just. Just show up in our, but John Daly was he never probably like the played. Best. He probably played more golf than anyone's ever imagined in his life. More rounds, yeah. There's, so there's, just, there's something to it, I, yeah. Or he, or he's God. Oh, he's God. He's, no, no, you're he's, right though. He's, he's, he's he probably down. put well, way more than his ten thousand hours, in, and so. has amazing um, coordination. That too. There are just some of those people out there. Both thought most people um, can't appreciate high level art. Like his stuff is a bit too much for people. And he's trying to dumb stuff down to get it across. And I think that's a cop out. I thought this guy was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love this guy either. I wasn't as quite as enraged, obviously, as Kamar was. But like, when he, he just was, felt like he was being argumentative for the sake of being argumentative. Joe and- complained about woke. He's like, whoa, okay. What is woke? As someone who is guilty of being woke or feeling like they're woke or someone if they knew what they thought, thought they're woke. And he got, he goes, because I needed, we needed to find what woke is before I break into this. And then Joe talked about it. It's like, okay, whatever. I guess yeah, that's woke. Yeah. Not me. No, the liberals. <laughs> wow. That, there were a lot of wokes there, right? Dude, that was a lot yeah. of word diarrhea yeah. with woke yeah. intertwined. Uh, well, uh, yeah, you, you tell me if he, he copped out of the woke thing. Oh, no, he did. He did. But he I just, can't explain it properly. You could have got there like this, but instead you went like this. Do you ex- appreciate art more if you experience it? So, like, if you do martial arts, then you see martial arts, and you're like, oh, you appreciate it more. If you paint, you see a painting, you appreciate it more. Uh, any sort of thing like that. I think so. Because you know. know what goes into it, you know? Yeah, but sometimes then you become like too nitpicky. I also mm-hmm. think that's the thing too that can you get jaded by the fact that you know how the uh, yeah how the sausage how the is made. Sausage is precisely. Made. I find that to be the case more often than someone, I don't especially because jealousy amongst artists too. Like I find that to be a, I guess. But I just think you know like what the struggle that goes into something that may look simple to like a civilian, you know. I mean, I just assume that all art is rather difficult and that you had to take a lot of time. I mean, actually, I got to be honest. I went to MoMA and there's a lot of stuff there where I'm like, I could have painted four canvases, four different colors. And you guys would have paid me $100 million. Like, that's interesting. But then there's other stuff in there where you're like, holy shit, that was painted 600 years ago. And it's like a tapestry that's, you know, I don't know. I think the, honestly, Simon, I think most people aren't artistically gifted and that regardless of whether you know what goes into it or not like i'm terrible with my hands when it comes to like yours like i can't draw 
I can't doodle terrible. Couldn't you, draw. you could admire it more than someone. Well, maybe the whole more. point is to make art that the layman can understand. Like, there's no point in, you know what I'm saying? Like, but what's the, the what's the point of art? Uh, to invoke feelings. Well, see, in that's the most thing. amount of people. That's what this guy's giving right? too, because the point of yeah. his art is to make money. Like, he's a screenwriter. That is it. <laughs> it's only to make uh, a story to be made a movie. Yeah, but the story. As opposed other, to, like, what? Painting a painting that writing just a book. may if you, you write books or something. But I guess he did write books. I'm not sure. But he seemed <laughs> like he was conflicted about being successful and doing good art. But I he, guess my question for you is, like, if I, if, I, if I start selling photos, am I then only taking photos to make money? Or am I still doing it for like a love of photography? Like, what was where- this guy's name? Mark Bowl. Mark Bowl. Sorry. Man. Like, do you know what I mean, Kamar? If, if, like, where's the li- where, where do you draw the line there? Because he's, I get what you're saying. He is just a, uh, his job is to write screenplays, but that's like chosen. If he sure, was chosen, but it's like Stephen King. Like his job is just to write stories and books, and he makes money off that. But aren't books good for? But he was writing before. I get. I know movies are an option. Because one thing he did say is his um, favorite movie is The Battle of Algiers. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the trailer for it, you it'll freak you out because I think it's a 1960, and they must have had I don't know thousands and thousands and thousands of, of extras, extras yeah. to simulate. And it, and I, if I believe correctly, it is in black and white. Um, a revolution happening. And it looks like it's really happening. Like hmm. the, 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 you can't even imagine when you see these scenes. And and one of the things it says in the trailer, no news footage or archive footage. This is all, they made hmm. the realist revolutionary movie. How and old is the movie? Do you know? 1960s. Oh, you did say, okay, 60s. Interesting. It, 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 we will have to watch the trailer for it. But he dropped that and... It's this idea of just showing a story because he said um, the challenge is to teach who the characters are by showing them do something. I do something and that shows you who I am or I say something and that shows you who I am. And that's the only way you get the story going is advancing the, because you're trying, is this person racist? So they would say something disparaging about someone's like, okay, that person's racist or they help their daughter. Oh, they're, they're good to their kids. Like, and that's all, because he said dialogue wasn't that important, but I don't believe. How much do you think he's worth? $50 million. $10 million. Whoa. $11 million. So he's probably worth twenty-five. Hollywood elite, like I said. Um, And then the, the other secret part was when he said about he they couldn't let his mother. Did you guys watch the first episode of Echo 3 by any chance? No. No. Did you? Yeah, the, the 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 big firefight scene in the uh, it's in the winter in the Afghan mountains allegedly it wasn't good. Uh, it's all that quick, 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 quick camera shots. Like I don't like, like that. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. And if you've seen now, the, I'm always concerned because you didn't like this guy right away. So there was a chance you were going to watch his show and hate it. So I'm, I'm watching his show, still hoping to like it. Okay. Okay. I was hoping Simon would back me up there. Um, I just have a feeling I'm not going to like this show either. I don't know, like if I loved Hurt Locker and his other movie that much. Either. But he, he he doesn't. He wants to make movies where there is no hero. Like you decide what's going on here. It, it's very similar attitude to uh, Mark. 
I thought they were both sort of doing the same thing in weird ways. His has to make money. Marx is making money. He he wouldn't do if he wasn't making money. And uh, so this mother is smoking joints, doing pills. And then he tells a story. I've seen it already. And they wouldn't let her have a cigarette. Yeah, that's so but weird. But a joint is all right. Apple. No cigarettes. It's stupid. Is that censorship? There's some country that just barred cigarettes from being bought by anyone. New Zealand. It was at New Zealand. Yeah. So they're going to phase out all smoking by whatever. Well, if that works, then that works. I mean, Kamara, I will well, You say, could do a rape scene in a movie, right? I will say this. Yeah. Um, as a former, like I still smoke this piece of shit vape, but as a former cigarette smoker, when you saw someone smoke in a movie. You had to go have a cigarette. Like it was, there is really something about the like, I don't know. I know, but you can't have people being able to rape in a movie and not be able to smoke. It doesn't make any sense. Norm MacDonald says smoking is a cool movie. people to smoke do. Are. Well, you butchered that. People are. who smoke do cool are. Um, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm for it, Simon. I'm just saying. It's it's a thing that I can easily wrap my head around when I think about how I used to feel about watching a cigarette get smoked in a movie. But you can vape, no problem, right, Kamar? Smoking is the cool people that smoke are. Stupid. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't think you can vape, but you can smoke a joint. You can smoke a joint, you can drink. Well, it, you, used, to you be, do cocaine. it used to be the opposite. You can smoke a cigarette, but there is no way you could smoke a joint. Sure, you can do cocaine. You, you can pop pills at your daughter's wedding. Simon, it used to be like, you have to smoke cigarettes, yeah. son. The black Lucky Strike is paid for this film. It's true. Uh, and then... Um, the Lucky Strike's back. <laughs> That's That was the original working title. Yeah. And the, so Apple says, yeah, people can't smoke, but the phone's got to be this way. That's the The phone's got to be that way. Down to the screen can't just shut out because the screen wouldn't do that. The, the, the biggest attention to detail was a portrayal of Apple products in this Apple funded obviously, movie. Uh, his other favorite movies, There Will Be Blood. Do you know who did that movie? Who directed it? Directed it. No, I don't. But you, it said mm, ad nauseum, a lot of people, it's the best movie. I, I love it. It's a great it's, movie. Um... The fact Jesus that the Christ. fact that he got the original actor to is quit. it the Fargo guy? No, no, no. those are, those are the brothers. Yeah, the brothers. It's um, Paul Thomas Anderson, okay. who PTA, yeah. did Boogie Nights. Yeah, mm. and so to go from Boogie Nights to the, There Will Be Blood, and I don't know if you saw Licorice Pizza. Just came, we, I did Licorice Pizza, which had Harvest the guy. That was yeah. on. But it wasn't really. It was so stupid. Same guy though. It just okay. I'm not. I'm not getting into this again. Get into what? He's a hater. Just let him hate. The let whole, him hate. Okay. Where do you, you know what? Don't, what do you don't hate? Where does start. the hate come from? You're hurting yourself. Doesn't matter. Move on. What do you mean move on? <laughs> go, on pizza. go on with what you were saying. Licorice Pizza is a horrible movie? No. He said I, move on, Kamar. It wasn't a horrible movie. He doesn't movie. want to it talk just, about <laughs> Licorice Pizza. I didn't know. We've How already this had guy? this How is he not game? getting the point? <laughs> What's happening here, Simon? You're making it abundantly <laughs> oh, clear. Uh, it just didn't wasn't really about that dude is all I'm saying. Enough. Wasn't enough about him. No, enough from you. It wasn't about that dude. Hold on. First of all, all I said was I was right in the fact that he was at least in the film. I said Barbara Streisand. You were just angry that the movie didn't revolve around him and Barbara Streisand. 
That well, was I was the correct. The, they, the two of them were in the film, per, per, portrayed in the film, excuse me. You never saw it? No. Streisand's not in it. She's not even, her name is never mentioned? I no. don't know that. I don't think so. I don't even know if his name is ever mentioned. No, he's just it? the guy. That, he's just the guy. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, no, so that's why it was a deep pull for me, and you're hating. It's Hater. huge, huge pull. But it's, it's, again, it's this, it's someone with a camera gets a bunch of angles of something happening, and who knows if it's good? Who knows if it's bad? We don't know who's going to win. There, you decide who the winners or losers are. I'll That's go- this style of filmmaking that all these people do, including this guy. I want to go back to it too. He literally Daniel Day Lewis, the kid that was originally cast to play the the preacher kid. Daniel Day Lewis got him to quit after like a week on set. He was pushing his mud in the his face in the mud, and the kid was like, "I'm done. I can't act with this fucking maniac." And he won an Oscar. No, so they brought in the kid that won the Oscar, or the they brought wow. in the other kid. That, is that one of your trivia questions? No, well, that's a great. Trivia. That's that's a yeah. That's a deep. Cut. How do you how do you word that one? I don't know. <laughs> and that and there lies the trouble, Simon. Yeah, I thought I thought he was just a Hollywood douchebag, and then J- Joe shit on Hollywood. He was like, get his back up against the wall. But what do you mean? And then he was talking about, well, you know, L.A. sucks. Like, yeah, I hate L.A. Like, I want to get out of L.A. He was just he was just a, a, a liberal. Well, um, here we go, Hollywood <laughs> elite douchebag, the one we hate, right, boys? I gotta say, like, L.A. might suck, but as a as a place, it's fucking great. Like the weather really is always great. There's a ton of fucking cool shit. Like it just, if it wasn't overrun by homeless people and shitheads. I hear Austin is the place to be now. But yeah, the, fake, just the fakeness too. of LA and the Hollywood, you have to be rich or just be a miserable experience. I mean, I mean you can say that about a lot of places in New York City or any massive city. If you want to get around, you have to have some money, but. Dude, I saw an apartment tour of a New York City apartment the other day. Beautiful apartment, one bedroom with like a added like office area. And I was thinking to myself as the tour is going on, I was like, this must be. And then just as I thought that, he's like, it's $6,000 a month, $6,100 a month. I was like, who can afford to not own something for $6,100 US dollars a month? That's all the YouTubers. Plus. Dude, that's. That that's, that's seven- can't be all the money you make there. Yeah. No, that's seven, seventy-two grand a year just on rent. You have to afford some furniture in there Jesus too. Jesus Christ Almighty! Um, what was weird is so in this story, his uh, one of the characters is researching psychedelics in South America, and they get kidnapped, and he feels strongly about psychedelics, but he like was brushing up on a couple of videos the night before. So give me this stone ape theory thing. Like this guy was, felt he was so deep, but it felt like he was in very shallow waters. And like, if you're going on, so I guess you go on Rogan, you find, you go and listen to all things that have already been talked about on Rogan. Like, it's just so, it all seems so forced. Sausage being made. Well, it is redundant too. It's like, hey, I'm going on this guy's show. I'm going to bring nothing except something they've spoken about forever ad nauseum. Like, There's no way there could be some sort of deal with Apple and Joe. No, Joe's not. Like, what not the, 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 whole, the whole reason that he was on this is to sell that. Echo 3. Yeah. Which looked all right. It's an Apple show. Yeah, mm-hmm. Apple Plus, yeah. And to boot, there's only five episodes. To boot. Yeah, super And you got to wait for five it. weekly after that. Oh, those sons of bitches. It's just not right. Not right. No, the smart thing to do, and he couldn't say it because you can't when you're trying to shill. Um, 
you wait for the whole season to be done, and then you get your free trial. Yeah, that's what I'm doing with uh, Yellowstone. Also, you haven't seen any? I'm four no. episodes in. You wait for your whole season to... Oh, and then you do the right? trial. And then you do the seven-day, five-day trial, it. whatever it is, and then you hammer through the whole series. I'm going to watch it in two days and then have some days left over to watch. I don't know. What was that other one? 1847 1847 1862 whatever it is who do you think was more optimistic this guy or Joe Joe because in both this and latest they were like well do you think society's crumbling isn't that a sign that we're crumbling Joe was uh, I don't know yeah Joe I mean I think 2023 is going to be exceptionally bad (laughs) I can't believe you said that I think 2023 may be the greatest year of our lives no Collectively and individually. I can't. That means nothing. I cannot but disagree with you more. Those words back to back sounds more compelling. Poignant. <laughs> yeah. No. That word. I. No, I think we're about to hit like a. I think this recession's about to get for real, for real in 2023. It's going to be. I've ugly. never felt a recession in the last 47 years of my life. I'm not going to feel this one. I'm just underneath that radar. I'm recession proof. What are you talking about? We felt there was a lettuce shortage. Couldn't get Subway. He don't give a fuck. He'll <laughs> eat something else. $20 in the tank, man. True. Doesn't matter what that $20 gets you. Well, just look at the football games you've been having. It's Life is ramping up and all culminates. This, this is what I... This guy's betting a dollar a game and he's like, what, a recession's never affected me. Not <laughs> once. No, those are my decisions. <laughs> this is the real those up and down decisions. because he's up now because there's lots of football. And in a month, he'll be down because there's nothing to watch. And you know that because I admitted that to you. He did say that. Like an hour. Um, but I, well, I'll tell you this. It's just going to get better. 23, 2024. And it's going to culminate with the uh, 2026 World Cup in Canada. Look, 20- Four years <laughs> of this time. A little bit. Right. Wait, wait. Well, a, get the maniac. game. It's three and a half years. Three and a, no, it's four years from now. It's three and a half. The next World Cup is three and a half years. Oh, because it was done in the um, winter. Good call. So imagine this. Four years from now, we'll be probably at the World Cup in Vancouver or Toronto. Like, you think, I we're think we're gonna we're gonna we will be it? at it. What do you mean? Um, Simon, we're definitely going to go to a game in Toronto. You can drive Four there. years from now, we'll take the PJ. <laughs> or we're still just here. Yeah, probably still just here, if I had to guess. Um, he also d- did sort of demonstrate how collaborative a movie is. It's insane. There's not one person could really take credit for it. That's why they have the credits at the end, where they credit everyone. That's why there are so many producers. And, and one, well, the producers are the, I think, the interchangeable, especially if they're money, depending if they have Well, that's the an executive producer. But like... The actor has to do the words. The director. I think the director gets more credit than um, the writer. Yes, for sure. I really think. And so Catherine Bigelow, her locker is more her to me than him. Film is a director's medium. Film is a director's medium. Well put. And he bigged himself up with, uh, what was he said? Some problems can't be solved. It was, and it, it, was a C, it was a CIA line, but some CIA guy had told him when he was a reporter for that the Rolling Stone. That wasn't the quote, problems can't be solved. What was it? I don't Simon. remember, but it wasn't that. Well, I think you should know what it is if you don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I know it wasn't that. Problems can't be solved? That sounds like a CIA saying. 
Problems can't be solved. Some problems yeah. can't that, be solved. Doesn't that seem like the CIA's motto? Seems like it's missing a part. We need a quote. solution. Some problems can't be solved. We make problems that can't be solved. <laughs> okay, that's at least a little better. We make a lot of problems. We so, love problems. Solving problems. Unsolvable problems. Some hurt. problems can't be solved. <laughs> hurt, hurt lurker. Hurt lurker. Hurt lurker. Hurt lurker. So that's it. We're done. Oh, uh, well, just. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> fuck this guy, man. Yeah, fuck this guy. I agree. There was so much of. So he looked into it, but then Joe had to tell him the whole history of psychedelics and the stone ape and the place in ancient civilizations. He's rude. He doesn't want to care about ageless civilizations like who cares he wanted to push from. back about them yeah for some reason. just this guy no, i gotta give him credit he had one of the best lines in joe rogan history i can't remember what it was i wish he could i wish i could but he was if someone on the lines like he was like i mean it's cool and all but like i can't really care I, that's how i feel like when simon goes on about it i'm like yeah it's it's cool and all but i just like i don't know no he's on tiktok he doesn't like fighting Hurt, he believes lurker. in toxic masculinity Hurt, you're on lurker. tiktok yeah. You can't hold that against other people. No, I I no, it's horrible. I guess uh, whatever. A one off and I'm trying to change. I'd give him a one and a half. I, I give it a two and a half. There was some interesting parts and it was short. I give it a one point two five. No, you know what? I give it a three. I just didn't like him. Okay. This I is, didn't this like him. Nuts. This doesn't even make You can enjoy sense. something but not like the person. Yeah. You it's can. like later. You enjoyed this? You just didn't like him? I just didn't. Because I didn't like him and I didn't enjoy this. Or maybe I didn't like him because of him, I didn't enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's just... Maybe I'll give it a two. Kamar convinced me. It wasn't a one and a half. It wasn't that bad. All right, well, that's an episode. If you made it this far, thank you so much. What a World Cup it's been. What a whirlwind of emotions Argentina, today. Argentina, congratulations. Congrats Merry Christmas, Argentina. everybody. Um, and happy, happy Merry Christmas. Merry this is it. Christmas. We're not going to see you guys before Christmas. Happy you won't Hanukkah. hear from us. We hope you have a safe and happy holidays. Kwanzaa and everything else. Yeah, we do have a Patreon if you want to support the show. It's uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Feel free to go over uh, for that $5. You'll get the post show. It's the show after the show where we shoot the shit. And you'll also get old episodes of This Won't Age Well, the show where we go back, listen to old episodes, and do what we do here. Also, thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show this year. Big shout-outs to them, you guys and them. That's what keeps this train rolling. So thank you to everyone. Thank you to you guys again. Please have a safe and happy holiday. We hope you uh, enjoy your week. Have a great weekend, and as usual, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open.